I'm Anthony Shetler, and this is the All I Need Skate Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please let us know by subscribing, liking, and sharing an episode. Check out allineedskate.com for epic skate videos of the crew, our skateboards, and apparel. Hell yeah, Tom. Let's start with a little cheers. Cheers. Thanks for uh, making some time out today on uh, Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. I'm a day ahead. <laughs> Dude, thanks for making time to come hang out and be on the podcast. Cool. Thanks Dude. for having me, Anthony. It's really exciting. Oh, dude. We were just talking a little bit before we started recording, and I was saying how I haven't had a drink in a while, and it's nice to feel well enough to be like, oh, I want to have a drink or two and just, like, hang out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, same here. I was talking about how I took a lot of time off from drinking, which was good for me to reset after, uh, you know, growing up Irish. And, oh, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and taking a year and a half off and resetting the whole clock, and now it's just like, yeah, special occasions. Yeah. Know, when it's, uh, you know, celebratory. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so where I wanted to start this was, I know you're from around here, right? Like, uh, yeah, not too far? I grew Attleboro. up in Attleboro. Yeah. Sick. All right, so my first thought was like, you grew up in Attleboro. What was your parents like? How, and then work your way into finding skateboarding. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Attleboro, um, born in 71. So it was kind of, I guess, early 80s I got into skating. But my, my folks were great. Um, I guess the the momentous thing is my father died when I was 14. Yeah. So that was uh, – I had just actually gotten into skateboarding. Great parents. My mom still lives in Attleboro. I just came. Awesome. From seeing her. And uh, so I've been skating maybe a, a year or two before he passed away. And, you know, I guess I was in like sixth or seventh grade, maybe seventh grade. Just started getting into it. And at this point, you know, there was n- no way to learn tricks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> other than from friends and things. There weren't any videos, I think, when we first started. There was maybe... Uh, trans world magazine love trans world love trans world how do you remember how you got your first board yes i do it's actually kind of maybe it's kind of silly when i look back on it but i think i uh i had a friend john mccracken moved back from california he lives in san francisco for a bit what sick i love sf yeah and he brought he brought skateboarding back with him and at about the same time back to the future came out yes marty (laughs) mcfly dude and it had the hoverboard and yeah (laughs) yeah and i think that's like was kind of those two things coming together um i painted the shed uh, to earn enough money to buy my first uh, setup. Damn, sick. My dad, and I said to my dad, I was it's like, a good hey. trade, right? How big was this shed are we talking? Uh, <laughs> it was pretty good size. I mean, it was just, <laughs> and it wasn't just like the trim, right? The whole thing needed painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad, I said to my dad, I'm like, yeah, can I get like, you know, I'm almost done. Can I get the cash now? And he's like, no, I, I know how you operate. <laughs> Try to get in advance. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, you got to finish the, uh, you got to finish it before you get it. So, um, yeah, I worked my butt off. I got, I got enough money. I think I went to Ann and Hope. Which, oh, yeah. Do you, I mean, are you old enough to remember Ann and Hope? I don't know if I remember it or if I remember people talking about it, but Ann and Hope, yeah. Yeah, it's just like cavernous place down in uh, Pawtucket, I think. All and, right, yeah. Uh, somehow. I bought a full setup. It was terrible. Like it was like a Veriflex. No, there was no concave at the time. Flat, flat. 
flat and it was complete, right? And it was, you know, like it was a like a you know a department store kind of skateboard. Yeah, like a Walmart setup yeah. where it just kind of pancakes out right away. Yeah. It'll get you going, I guess, right? And it did. It yeah. did. It totally got me going. Um, and then my friend John and I started to meet some friends. Um, I don't have clear memories of like all this stuff, but but that was the starting point. And uh, it's sick when you meet friends too skating, because then it kind of just like turns into a habit, right? Like once yeah. you get homies and everyone's doing it, it's like the best. It was it, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, most of, half of it's about hanging out with the homies. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we got a we got a good squad. So yeah, I think that's how it kind of got going. And there was a year or two, and then and, um, I was freshman in high school. That's when my my uh, I think it was a freshman. Anyways, that's when my dad died, and my mother was super supportive. So. I actually built a like a, a half pipe in the side yard. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was like '80s half pipe, right? <laughs> so yeah, it was eight feet wide. Oh man. Um, and the 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 quarter that we based it on was like there was a a BMXer that quit BMXing and said we could have this quarter pipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah, was, <laughs> You're like we're doing it. <laughs> we're getting it. So so we. Uh, uh, another friend that had like a, a pickup truck we went over there and it was six no it was eight feet tall whoa that's pretty heavy the core and we yeah. put it on the back of this like pickup truck and somehow got it back to the house and like part of the bottom collapsed so we had to rebuild that we put that and i used that as the base to try and build the other quarter so it was just diy as shit right <laughs> yeah I, I put the boards like you know you in the tranny, you're supposed to have the boards like this, the strong side. Yeah. I had them all like this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that you're not the first. <laughs> like, so, so DIY. And then um, the top layer, I put a layer of masonite on it. Yeah. And the first rain. It just eats it. Garbage. Yeah, yeah it was completely destroyed. And I, I didn't have any money left. And my brother um, did me a huge solid. So I, I came home one day and he had bought like three quarters inch or something like he bought all new plywood for what it. a legend yeah, yeah what yeah. a legend keep the session going <laughs> <laughs> so great that's so, sick man yeah what, that, that, was, uh, that was um what happened to your father he had like a rare disease it's called whipple's disease um the 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 real kind of upsetting thing about it is it's curable but they they couldn't figure out what he had they misdiagnosed it so yeah that's rough and he had it for six years so they treated it he went up and down and then uh and then, you know, he's in and out of the hospital in Boston for like, you know, a year and a half. Um, super, like, uh, you know, amazing father. But, yeah, he, he suffered. And then um, then he, he passed. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I only ask because I have a similar story. Like, my father, when I was 13, 12 going on 13, passed away too. Really? Yeah. What, what did he? Uh, it was like gang violence. Oh, jeez. So oh, he got I shot. Know. I, 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 yes, I, I, I heard you tell that story once. Before. Yeah, man. Dude. But at that same time, it's like you're 12, 13, just mm -hmm. going on. like. Uh, and then I found like other people. Like I was just talking to someone the other day about this, and I realized like Steve Rodriguez from Fibro was like a surrogate father in that sense because he was like took, sponsored me and like helped me out right around that same time, like 16, so two years later. I was like helped out a lot to have someone like that. Yeah. Do you have a stepdad? or? Uh, no, no. I temporarily, my mom remarried for a very short period of time. Again, yeah, it was uh, not that cool. Um, so, and then she's been pretty much single since. So, but a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of great role models. That so yeah. So, uh, can I go back to that for yeah, a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Whatever. It's a back and forth. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm. Um. So you're 13, and uh, like, how, like, how did you deal with that though? I mean, he was. <sighs> 
exactly. I, like, growing up, I had a lot of violence in my life just from, like, my parents. I really, I thought about this the other day. I was like, I don't really even remember, uh, I don't have memories of them really getting along, ever. My dad and my mom, they're always fighting and separated. We were, like, bouncing around. And then at 13, when that happened, that was crazy. But that's, like, right when I found skating. And you said the same, right? Yeah, yeah, just just before, like, a year and a half before he passed away, I got yeah. skateboarding. Yeah, I, I, mine was literally, like, he got shot, and we had to go from Arizona um, to Massachusetts. And, um, oh, no, to New Hampshire. And I met a kid who was skating, and he gave me a board. And he was just super cool. That day I met him, super cool, gave me his extra setup, and then I never stopped skating. I just skated all the time. That was my coping mechanism yeah, with it. Sense. And it was, like, perfect timing. Uh-huh. And it was, like, it immediately happened, which was insane. Wow. But it's crazy that, that uh, sick dad's there through that time, you know? Yeah, it really makes a difference, you know, having a crew of homies to hang out with. And yeah. Something to, to put your aggression into or the yeah. anger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did that a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, you, we, you, were, you must have been, like, I don't I think I was angry. I think I bottled a lot of stuff up for years yeah. and then dealt with it later. But Oh, yeah. Um, stuff still comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally, right? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I don't think I cried for like three years. Like, yeah. I totally bottled it up and, and, and uh, it was years later. Um, but so, like, were you really like angry at the, at the world world? Like, uh, you know? Or, you so, like, you... I, I've always been an optimistic person. As a little kid, I always like, super excited about life and like i've always been like that overexcited almost to a fault um so i don't know i and then my father when i was younger he like took me to church and like it wasn't really what i learned at the church it was just a rad place where people were chill you know it wasn't like the teachings of the bible or anything but like just like a cool calm place where people were hanging out and that like left an impression on me you know i was like oh and it's like simple concept of god is like a good idea you know like so, I don't know. I, I had parts of my life where I was, like, depressed and suicidal, like, for sure, you know? Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I always, like, there's so much good shit to focus on, you know? If you can just get back to those things, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. What's I just it? dealt through skating. Once I, I think I lost my father, and my mom was crazy my whole life on drugs. So, I just, um, when I found skating, it was so cool. It was, like, enough to, like, hold your attention long, you know? You're like, oh, this is endless. And then you're just like, that's what helped me throughout all of it, literally. And then all the cool people you meet, you know, yeah. like the community of it. Yeah. yeah, that helps, man, for sure. The community is huge. Were they, like, was he a good father to you up until the point? That yeah. Was so it was crazy as my mom and dad never got along, and they would, like, fight, each other, fight with each other physically and mentally. And, like, but I was so little. And then my mom would always talk shit on my dad super bad because, like, she didn't like him, you know. They had issues. Mm-hmm. But my dad was, like, a good father to us. Like, I never saw, like, any – he he was in a gang and stuff, but he was, like, trying to leave the gang. Like, when he had kids, it just kept catching up to him. And that's kind of what happened. Caught back up, you know? Oh, Because it's just, like, the relationships you make and what you're aiming at can just follow you, you know? So, um, yeah, I loved both my parents a lot. Yeah. My mom was, like, off and on relationship. Whereas, like, sometimes she was unhealthy for me. Other times I would go and, like, talk to her and try to be, like, a therapist and, like, work things out, you know? Uh, I think that, that was the I, toughest relationship. I think that makes a difference, uh, or at least like I went through a lot of therapy years later because like like you went to a therapist and stuff. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I always think about doing that like nowadays, just to like, you know, can't hurt, right? It can't hurt. That was <laughs> yeah. I think like everybody could benefit. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you, you get the opportunity. I think that you know they're professional and 
they're there to listen to you. Where like sometimes like your friends, family, you got all these kind of nuanced relationships and yeah. things you can't share. Or, and I, it, you know, I went through many until I found one that was like amazing, and she really helped, you know, me find the coping mechanisms. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but one of the things she said was that, you know, since you had such a good foundation, like your your, your parents were great, and then you know your father died, but you know, because he had such a normal sort of loving parents up to the point when everything went crazy in yeah. adolescence. That's why you completely haven't lost your mind. It was kind of what she was saying. And I always look back to that. That's why I asked you the question. I'm like, your father must have loved you and treated you well and your mother. Because yeah. even with what went wrong, you know, you were able to, you know, become like your super positive yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Now with, you take care of people. It's like, you must add something really great in the early years. Yeah, my dad was super solid. Like, he was just a loving, hardworking, like, bare minimum type of dude. Like, he would work. We lived in a motel in Arizona for a long time. He just did landscaping to live there, basically, you know? We'd just hang out and play. And then my mom, like, Lisa at her best was amazing. It was just she had no balance in life. She had substance abuse problems, things that happened to her, bad patterns, like wiring got fucked up as a kid, shit that happened. Yeah. And it's like... Then she had five kids with, uh, yeah, five kids with three different men, yeah. and it's like she had a substance abuse problem. So the men she's picking is like a, my dad was in a gang. The other dudes like died. One was in prison for a long time. So it's just like I watched my mom play out all these scenarios. I learned a lot from my mom, you know, yeah. not, like what not to do and how, like what to be afraid of, you know. It she is. was powerful creator and destroyer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't amazing. Like I love. There's a lot of people like that are so amazing. But they got to harness that and, like, discipline themselves and aim and take control of those things, you know? It's hard when you um, – losing someone at 14 could give you a sense of losing control involuntary. Like, someone passes away and you're like, I have no control. Like, life just happens, you know? Yeah. That's, like, a world-altering shit that happens, you know? Yeah, you feel like, yeah, like – yeah, that sense of, like, uh, safety, you know? I think, yeah. I think when, when bad things happen when you're young, um, you lose that. Like, whoa, you know, uh, you're still kind of in the state of development and that now everything's gone haywire. It, ra- it opens it up raw, like a wa- like all the emotions, everything is raw because it's such a shock to the system. You're like, oh, this is heavier than you're supposed to handle, you know? Yeah. Everyone faces that, though, at one point. Like, no one's gotten out alive. So, like, letting go and losing things and, like, trying all that stuff, you know? It's true. It's yeah. Definitely a part of life, <laughs> for sure. Wow. It's good, though, if shit, like, you have a lot of trauma to, like, work through it with your body and, like, mentally and physically work through the the trauma, you know? That's what's good about skating. Yeah, I think we need, like, you know, the physical activity, you know? Um, Definitely. You know, the, the uh, I don't know, I'm, tr- I'm not always trying to maintain balance, but it's, like, a certain level of exercise, you know, eating relatively well, sleeping, all those things. It's like what you lose one, one goes out of whack and they can yeah. kind of affect the others. Uh, and I think it's similar to sort of that emotional development is that, you know, something happens when you're young, you lose like a chunk of that. And then the other things you can drift towards things that'll make your life more chaotic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. refining that balance. That's what I loved about skateboarding. I think it was that, uh, one of the, I, uh, two things I loved about skateboarding is one is, you know, a whole bunch, actually, I could probably use my whole fist for this. <laughs> <laughs> I like, get it. <laughs> it's the homies, right? It's the, it's the, the exercise for sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of hated competitive sports. Like I liked playing baseball. I ran track in high school. I pole vaulted all this kind of stuff, 
but there was that pressure of the one moment, you know, to yeah. kind of go and do it as a race. And what I loved about skateboarding is that you you just kept trying a trick. You just would yeah. skate all day. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can enter a competition, of course, and then you kind of have to be on your game. But I love the element of, you know, let's just keep doing it. And even if you land a trick, you know, you're not necessarily going to land it again, but you're not you're not in the starting block or playing a game where it's like you miss that pop-up, right? The yeah, whole, You yeah. lose the whole game, right? Yeah. There, that's not there in skateboarding, and that I really, really loved. I that loved. means it's on your time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is cool because otherwise – that's half the thing with conventional sports, and I like them too because I do Ooh. like having rules imposed on me and structure and, like, a maze and stuff. And But some of those things are taken over by adults, you know? Like skating could be an individual – thing like you can just do it by yourself at your pace whenever you want like yeah that's awesome you know and it's pretty cool it's funny you say about taking by yeah out by adults and um so my so do you know my son ted have you ever met uh i've met him i've seen him like around the edge i've never like like i was gonna say at the beginning of this it's cool to be able to sit down and talk to you because we've seen each other a lot and skate a lot but it's like you never sit down and like really hash things out you know but uh i'd same with him like i've seen him and said hi and like Saw him at the edge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know who. He, and everyone who's ever said anything about him said he's a solid kid, which is I, awesome. Yeah. I, well, obviously, my son, I'm a big fan. That's good. Yeah. But from all objective reports, he's a good kid. Yeah. That's what I, I've had met multiple people that I trust that know are like, yeah, he's an awesome kid. Like, went out of their way to tell me that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, Ted is uh, like, I've, it's funny how you have kids and you learn a lot of stuff, but. Ted was playing like baseball early on. And one of the things that struck me, he was pretty good at baseball, but he was getting into scootering at the time. Yeah. And he's like a hardcore scooter. Like, you know, that's, that's his thing. And we would go from baseball to the skate park. And I just kind of was like thinking, I'm like, a lot of people think this, you know, the, you know, the skate park crew is like rough and, and, you know, and, and, you know, the, the tough kids are, are difficult kids or whatever. But the baseball environment was so much more. Oh, really? I, I mean, it, he was on good teams. The kids were great and stuff. But um, compared to the skate park, though, compared to the skate park, I found the skate park like, you know, like so much support for each other. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Oh, you land a trick. You like, I, I, he'd go there, and all the support he would get. Whether we go to Rad, we go to Rad at the time. Oh, I was going to talk to you about Rad too. Yeah, that was. Uh, we were there all the time. It's like, man, guys just were like so supportive. And I thought it ironic. I'm like, you know, you got this sport where it's adults. And I did some, like, assistant coaching. Um, and the coaches, you know, were great. But, man, it was intense. Um, There's all this sort of, like, parental oversight and, yeah. and tension. And, and the vibe was so much cooler, like, chiller, yeah. support, more supportive at the skate park, which is what I grew up, like, with that experience, too. But I don't think the public perception is always the same. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent, yeah. I like, I agree too. I think that's because there's a lot of people that go to the skate park and they're all different walks of life. So there's a lot of like, people give each other space and skate to each other, then cheer each other on, and you're kind of putting yourself out there by yourself to be at the park rolling around. You know, it's coolest when you see someone new rolling around. You're like, oh, it's the first time here. You know, yeah. and you say hi, and then you're like, oh, we're skating together. You just meet someone all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, skate park's awesome for that. Yeah, I yeah. Love, love that. Vibe. It's a, and it's and it's not. It's maybe because there's not too many coaches. <laughs> there's not <laughs> too many. Co- and that that's the thing I was thinking about. It's kind of changed a little bit. Like when I was a kid, there were no parents, right? Like we went to the skate park. We would, you know, get on our our boards, you know, push for three miles to get to, 
you know, a metal curb. Me too. You know? Me too. That was all there New was Hampshire, we pushed a Ben Franklin's parking lot. Yeah. And you skate there all day. <laughs> One leg's huge. We just pushing <laughs> for three <laughs> miles, right? Dude, so much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no and, parents. No parents. And now it's like sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, I'm at this guy. Like, I love to be. What was great for me is I get to be around Ted all the time. So, yeah. So he'd be there, you know, learning scooter tricks. I'd be there skateboarding. We'd be there together. It was like, you know, great growing, you know, growing up. But then I was just like, when I grew up, there was no, not that my, you know, my father were alive. I don't think he would have been at the skate park anyways. It was just different. I don't think it was as developed as it is now. Like maybe like there's more people involved now. Skateboarding back when I started for sure on the East Coast was not nearly as like many people, you know, like it's exploded in a sense of like sinking into culture, you know, like more people skate. And you're even older than me, so how old are you? 50. 50? I'll be 40 this year. 40 10 this years. Year. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You've beat me so far. Well, I'm you still look trying great, to catch dude. up. I'm like, I would have, like, my wife's like, how old is he? I'm like, I think he said on the last podcast that, he, that he's going to be 40. And I always thought, thought he was, like, 30. People yeah. say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because I skateboard a lot, so it keeps me young. Because I've, even when, like, I got sponsored and got to skate, like, all day, like, I was doing something I enjoy, like, keeps you feeling in uh, young. So I think that keeps you young in some sense, you know? So, thanks. To, thanks. You're, you're amazing. You look good. You look yeah. good too, bub. <laughs> it's skateboarding. It keeps us young. It is. It's that exercise. It's that physical exercise. I I tell people that too. Like I'm like, you gotta get your heart going. Like it's like it's easy to just get caught into a routine and a pattern and not have that thing that like gets you out of that moving. You know, yeah. something creative. It's I think that's that's one of the things that's great about skateboarding too is that, um, like there's no other kind of like I used to like to mountain bike, but there's there's not a lot of other physical activities that I that I'll spend three hours doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. And not get bored. And I mean, you feel beat up after three hours at edge for sure, but it's a great beat up, you know. Yeah, 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 uh, definitely. Yeah, I can't imagine of... running or going to the gym for three hours. Yeah, know? no, <laughs> like an hour tops. And you're like, it's God, so God. boring, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm gonna true. go on the treadmill for another forty five minutes. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um okay let's go um oh i got a couple things they're all firing right now one is do you ever wish uh your son skateboards um no i don't um i did at the very beginning have that kind of vibe and then then i saw like he skateboarded at the beginning he can do a kickflip like, i he, imagine he's he's got the fundamentals but a lot of those scooter kids can, they can yeah. like they get on it and they can kickflip i'm like how how are you not doing that? <laughs> Annoyed the heck out of me because, like, <laughs> like wait, he gets on in like you know two days of trying, he's doing kickflips, oh, kickflip aerials. I'm like, what the, you know? But yeah, at first I I felt that way, and we would skate in the driveway together. But then he gravitated, and I saw that the scooter was totally like his thing. And you know, I've never you know wanted to try to like force my kids in it's got to be them yeah that makes sense and my thing is you know skateboarding and it's enabled us to like to like both go to the park together for so long you get to roll around together get to roll around together yeah and it's like so and not to mention he he's like i think like the scooter kids now are a little bit like like when i when we were in the 80s or you know i'm a little older than you the 80s like skateboarding was kind of you know there was a 70s sort of initial revolution of it then it kind of dipped and then there was the 80s with the bones brigade oh yeah yeah and that was just kind of skateboarding was like just starting to begin and people and kids were getting really good at another level i think as some of the scooter kids now like with the flares the double flares the you know some of the tricks they do 
like blows my mind. But that's all happened in the last like six or seven years. It's gone from like the razor to like, wow, like kids are crazy on the scooters now. And he's yeah. part of that, that, that generation. So in some ways I'm like, it's really cool. You know, you kind of reinvented the scooter um, and next level did. And he's been a part of that. So yeah, I stopped. And also I thought about like, you know, growing up, it's like, like we were hated, not hated. I mean, but the, we were skate rats, you know, yeah. skateboarding is not a crime sticker came out because you go anywhere and we get kicked out or the police, you know, they just assume you're doing drugs. Yeah. You're going to steal or break something. Yeah. yeah. We're the Same vandals one. and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, and we were always treated like misfits to a degree. And I'm like, so I don't know. I appreciate any kind of sport that's different that wants to like, you know, evolve itself. So, um, and you know, skate park, indoor skate parks are hard to keep open. So they're, Scooter kids are coming and bringing money, keeping the yeah. park open. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, uh, you know, it, we all win. Everybody wins. So, no, uh, I did for a blip like that, but it was maybe like seven, ten years ago that yeah. I felt that way. And then it was like, yeah, no, this is totally cool. Yeah. I My only gr- grievance with scooter kids was that they'd want me to film them or like scootering. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> just because I love something doesn't diminish what you do. I just don't have to enjoy it either. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, I can't. I've had kids ask me, and they're just good kids, you know. And they just—I have been having bikers ask me to film too, and I don't mind filming them once in a while. But really, I film because I like filming skateboarding. Like that's like why I even bother filming, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. like otherwise, I don't—I wouldn't want to just film something I didn't like aesthetically enjoy enjoy to see, you know? Yeah, it's authentic to you. I mean, you yeah, are, yeah. you know, pro skateboarder. You're, um, you know, at forty, the like you just bust. I was amazed, like, oh, here comes Anthony. What? Which which direction is he standing this oh, way? Dude, which is switch? This that? Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's amazing. So same dude. Uh, Every time yeah. you guys, your whole crew comes to the park, I'm like, these guys rip. They all come out like there's energy. Like everyone's doing tricks. Like it's fucking sick. We got a good crew. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. You you met everyone from uh, Rad, or is that where you guys really like? Pretty much, I think. You know, I st- uh I met John at Rad, obviously, um, and I met. Uh, uh, definitely Gene. Then I met Gene through Rad and John. Dude, and the graf- the when you walk into Rad, it was so sick because you just like felt like you're in another world, right? Yeah. And I walked in like this is insane. Well, John's like a mad scientist. I mean, <laughs> he he needs to create, right? He needs to build, and and so he's either painting something in that skate park, or just kind of mad sci- like, hey, what would this be like? I don't know if do you remember that float that that really. I found it really difficult. Josh Brown's the only one I knew that could really like rip this and John, but that kind of, um, uh, they kind of put it in towards the end. Did you skate a lot of rad? Uh, I skated there a good amount of time towards the end for sure. You remember like, so when you, if you walked in just to the left was kind of the Euro gap, the Euro gap, right? And then to the left was the stairs and then snake run, the snake run. Yeah. Yeah, Why could I not remember the name? The snake run kind of thing. With the, the cinder blocks. That thing like, was so sick. It was hard to skate, for hard, sure. Hard to skate. I filmed some Bill, Billy Drown there. Really? He did a sick line in that. <laughs> I'll have to go back. It's in one of the vlogs from Rad, dude. But, like, I think he did, like, a nollie flip in the, in the middle of that thing somehow. Like, yeah, dude. we got to bring that back out and, and put that out there. Because, yeah, that 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 was, like, John, I think, Mad Scientist's brain. In yeah. Action. And uh, I, I loved it, but I could never really get a good line. And then I saw Josh Brown, who who worked there. He would rip that thing. And I was like, 
you know, I just wanted to conquer it so bad. Like, yeah. It was hard. That was super hard. There's so many pockets and banks. You're like one way this way. Like it was the funnest thing at the park for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that they had the big wall ride with the fly box and the wall ride thing was insane. Yeah. The speed hump. And that mini ramp was freaking sick too. It had weird pockets. I love and that like area. they did a lot of events there too, right? Like music and stuff too. Yeah, he'd set up bands up there and, and you know, he's always adding on to it and changing it. Like when I first went there that that bowl thing was just a kind of mini ramp. Yeah. And then he put put the ends on it and oh man, it was so I don't know, I, I misread a lot, but I, yeah. I, I spent endless hours in the bowl. I kinda didn't do a lot of street skating when in you know, in those years, I've kind of got back into more street skating, but I could spend all day. And it was birch, too, which yeah. is my favorite surface. So fast, and it feels hard, and, and just like, You never yeah. slip out on it, but yeah. it's still really fast. Yeah. Yeah, oh. birch is sick. Jeez, I'm getting all, like, nostalgic for that <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, Rad was a sick skate park. Like, I didn't go that much, but I could just tell when I went there. I'm like, this is insane. This is like, um, what is it? And peter pan went to like with the lost boys it like had that vibe like, never never, never, never land. Land. <laughs> yeah like you walk in and it's like everything's covered in art the ramps are everywhere like you just feel like and then there's there was a good like um mix of people that would go you'd have music you'd have young people people dressing up like older people like it had every type of person so you go and you're like what this is insane you know like I, I just was like, this is awesome if you live near here. That's what I imagined, you know? It's a little far for me, but... Yeah, it's a trip for you. I'm really so close, close to that. me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Milford, so... Ah, oh, so good. But yeah, yeah, I met everybody there. I, I, I met Bob one night. Bob wasn't dude, there. Dude, Bob rips, dude. It's dude. insane. We call him the wizard. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, because like whatever he does with his feet, I'm like, what was that? He's got some like Nolly Impossible, and then the next thing I know, he's he's uh you know hitting the wall and then shoving off the wall. Or yeah, spin off the wall. I'm like, dude, I've seen like NBDs from him, a bunch of never been done that I've never seen in person. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Totally. <laughs> like, my slide rule out. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> Slow mo it down, figure it. You know, oh yeah, so much. And then I think I met Pat through them. I don't know if I met Pat at Rad before. Um, but anyways, like everybody, Robbie, Bug, I met all them. Yeah, that's at, right. At, at Rad. And, uh, um, geez, I'm probably forgetting like half half the squad. But there's this guy, Mark Peter Schmidt, who I met there. And he quits. He's he's like our age. Uh, well, I mean, somewhere between us. I think he's in I'll be 40s. lucky to be 50. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. But I met that guy there. And he quit skating because at Rad, he... He he uh he fell into one of the grind ledges, took a chunk out of his shoe. Oh God! That like, man, it was uh, made my stomach queasy. And then he he quit after that. But now his daughter's like a skater. Can't skater. escape skateboarding. And he's dude. back. He's been for three years now. <laughs> he's awesome. over. He's, he texted me this morning. He's like, I'm going to Uxbridge. Are you going? And I'm like, dude, no. It's I'm funny not. how that happens. <laughs> kids brought you back in. But, dude, it's yeah. insane. Kids keep me in it. Just <laughs> hanging out, skating with kids, keep me like uh, excited for skateboarding. Watching those kids rip is insane. <laughs> and that whole group of young kids that you know they, that you're on top of there is uh it blew my mind every day dude it's incredible the crew just keeps growing and they're all ripping it's like <laughs> insane man i just seen them all this morning uh, sometimes it's so intense trying to film and get clips but and then other times it's like an orchestra and they're all killing it you know 
It's fucking insane. <laughs> I like the little bit parts, like with Chloe. It's kind of like the creativity that, yeah. Like next thing, what what's Chloe doing now? Is she whipping down the, uh, yeah, the aisle, and you're you're trailing behind her, like that stuff. It, it reminds me of, like the Lance Mountain. So do you remember the Bullets Brigade? All right, you? so I wanted you to go there a little bit because I wanted to kind of see what your influences were for your skating because you have a a mix of tricks going. That <laughs> you too, you have tricks that I'm like, huh? Because I am a little, er- I'm '90s. Like, when I got into skating, it was even the end of the 90s. Because I was in New Hampshire learning all this stuff, and we were watching 4-on-1 video magazine. That was a big magazine, and that was just, like, everybody, and then the 2000s. So you're a little early. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, mid, mid-80s. But everyone I love grew up your age, and that loves that still loves skateboarding, that are the legends. They grew up, ska- tell me about Bones Brigade. Yeah, no, yeah. that was the game changer, I think. You know, again, my memory's a little cloudy, but... It was when the Bones Brigade, like, uh, uh, VCR tapes came out. Yeah, right? yeah, It's like yeah. that was the first video stuff I had ever seen. You know, looking at stuff in a magazine, they used to have, like, the, the six-frame I love sequences and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. And trying to, like, figure out a trick off of the six-frame. Uh, Chris Sedition, who runs the Past Participle, I assume you follow that Instagram. I don't know if I do. Oh, dude. All right, so I'm on it. Tony Hawk was talking about it last week on his podcast. Um, it's past participle, and this guy uh, I th- uh, from like Needham. Sorry, Chris, if I got it wrong, but Chris Edition created it, and it's all '80s photos. So people send him '80s photos of skateboarding, and that's what he puts in that feed. Here, type that in so I don't butcher it. <clears throat> oh, now, now I gotta put my glasses on. Can we? Oh, dude, right I don't look so old right now. That's yeah. You look smart because you got glasses. On. <laughs> <laughs> Kid's smart. He's not just struggling. Oh yeah, you're 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 you should be almost there. Let's see. Past participle. If I can spell it correctly. I know. No pressure. Oh, it's sorry. Yeah, it's the past participle. I just want to follow it so I can uh, definitely indulge because it's gonna be sick. I love photos and sequences. The nine frames or six frames. Um, dude, t- Manny tricks were always super hard to decipher in the sequences. You're just following through, like. Yeah, that was always like, uh, it, you know, trying to to analyze it from that. Uh, oh, here it is. The past part. Got it. Good looks. So I, I, I didn't hit the follow button, but nah, it's okay. Um, that's it. And they got the follow. Oh, dude, I'm the a- first photo sick. It just looks like a flat ground boneless, but <laughs> tweaked out. That's it's so awesome. great if you're from the '80s. Like, you—he's got a segment on like sketchy ramps and so clean, oh, so much. Oh, dude, a lot of hand plants, a lot of hand plants. This is Bones Brigade inspired, huh? A lot of this is. It's like that. It's the '80s vibe, right? And, and seems awesome because sliding curves, big boards, right? Big boards, shaped boards, a lot it, of shape boards. Yeah, I grew up on the shape boards. You Sick. Know, my, you know, I, I forget what you know. I started with that, 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 that. Sorry. <laughs> that flat Veriflex, but I think my first like one of my first real boards was like uh, the Lance Mountain, um, uh, Bones Brigade deck, and Lance Mountain's so good, dude. <gasps> That's it's why, like, how I long. Th- when I see you like trailing Chloe, it reminds me of this. So like when Bones Brigade comes out, you know, we go from the six frame like layout which you get the reason i brought it up is because like chris is a huge fan of that who runs past participle so i'll occasionally i cut up my videos into six frames you oh, know because i know he'll like it and he, <laughs> he, he does sick. the same and i did want to pat last year um that i was it was so fun i'm like pat can you post this i cut up one of his That's tricks sick. into a six frame thing and he he posts so anyways it's, it harkens back to that day because trying to figure out a trick 
from the sixth frame. Like, well, what's he doing there? And, and nobody locally, like, you know, we, we're not, we're not California. So we don't ha it's so hard to like learn this stuff. So then the, the bones brigade videos come out and it's like, there's a whole bunch of them up to like animal chin and the bones brigade, like uh, oh, video show and guys like Bob who have an encyclopedic memory of this stuff or, or, or Mike Turbane, obviously uh, um, would, would know all the names of this stuff. But um, all those movies, suddenly you could watch like how a trick was done yeah yeah that's game changing game changing and of course they were ripping but like now you've seen rodney mullen like you know triple kick flip and all this stuff and and you can start to piece it together but that was sort of what changed that was our vibe like they you know the bones brigade had personalities and lance mountain who was always pretty funny yeah um, he was in all the foreign ones. Like he did a lot of the interest stuff, and like I like oh, really? that really got me psyched. A lot of my videos are based off of, like those foreign ones, just like skits and like in little interviews and like antics. And then Lance would always do some fun stuff. That was like, yeah, that that part of it. Like you know, the skate videos now are amazing, but some of them miss the personality. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I see you like trailing Chloe and doing some of those fun fun things, it's like, oh, this reminds me of, you know, do you, when we were kids, it's like, do I want to be Lance Mountain? Do I want to be Tony Hawk, Christian Hasoy? Like, you know. Yeah. It was always like in the early days, uh, in the eighties. It was like it, it. Eventually, it became Tony Hawk, super technical, you know. But like, he didn't seem to have like the style. So you either like a Christian Hasoy fan or a Tony Hawk fan. I mean, you admired them both. Of course, but, but you, you but picked you picked a side. Kind of picked a side, <laughs> and like Hasoy was Fair like enough. super style, right? Yeah, and he's gonna blast and long hair like Chris Ayers. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. got like his shirt, you know, tied around his back or some kind of. So he's got some flair, flair, <laughs> kind of like Caballero too. Yeah, Tony Hawk's like eating hot pockets and like <laughs> got a t-shirt on and just kind of <laughs> ripping, ripping, ripping. <laughs> and Tony Hawk talks about those days too, you know, like what people, you know, people the way they thought of him and. And I love Tony Hawk, you know. That's uh, endless. Even in video parts, you got, like, your fresh versus hesh, like, different styles and approaches, and they, like, that, like, almost battle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. And when you're kids, you're always like, hey, who, you know, who am I going to be like? So. And they were always really – they were really probably battling each other on vert ramps. Yeah. Con con they're competitive. <laughs> they <Yeah>. both were. <laughs> Super competitive, right? Yeah, in a lot of those contests in the 80s, it came down to – Hawk and Hasoy. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was those two um, going against each other and, and, you know, who would prevail. And um, But, yeah, yeah, that that was kind of – that was the foundation for, I think, you know, my friends and I, what we got into. That's and, sick. And, uh, it you know, that, that was the culture, right? It was a lot of the Bones Brigade stuff. And, you know, led into, you know, like H Street and Matt Hensley and Ray Barbie. And, Dude, and Ray Barbie's Danny so Wayne. good. I mean, they're all so good, but Ray Barbie's heel flips – Oh, so good, man. Just the, his flow, you know, going down the street and he's popping three different kinds of no complies yeah. at full speed. Yep. Right. Such oh, good style. So stylish. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Ray Barbie. I definitely got to go back and watch. Remember the Firm videos? They had uh, Ray used to ride for the Firm. Um, yeah, dude, destroying. It's great stuff. Those forum ones are like that. They're just like awesome. They would do like checkouts of people. Like, do you remember, you ever seen any of my videos where I did like five tricks, five questions? I did them with like chloe i'll have to show you sometime yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. but that was like form one inspired just trying to come up with like cool little segments and skits and like mix it up when we want you know half the fun is that and it's cool to show personality not just like an onslaught of tricks you know because yeah. then you lose a little bit of the skating like half the skating is 
personality, you know? Yeah. It's the people that do it, you know? Yeah. So I'd many like, different types of personalities. It's I'm, insane. I'm glad you get that. And, and I love, you know, I like that about your videos. Um, and I think that's really important. And not that I don't want to be an old fogey, but I, there was a little bit more of that in the Bones Brigade. And I love the technical, but I just love the personality, too. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, and, and the flair. You know, I don't know if you watch, do you watch any Roller Surfer? Are you a fan of? I don't know. What, what's that? Uh, Bob Koppel. He's um, he's just another guy I follow on uh, Instagram. But he's got this kind of, like, not super technical, but super styly. And, yeah. And a personality. And his videos kind of have a little bit of a. Those people are my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I like that too. I lean heavy on that because I love tricks. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, when I was really on top of skateboarding, I knew every skater that was involved. I read all the magazines, the interviews. I watched everything that came out on DVD, VHS, like foreign ones. We watched all those. I knew everyone from different states, even countries. You're just like, who's this person into skating? You know. Uh, and the tricks were amazing, but I always liked like when someone had a story or a personality and they ripped, you know, you're like, yeah. oh, or they're just humorous or funny or just something, not just a trick, but they had something more, you know, there's a character behind the trick, you know, that always like helped me. I Same. I agree. And I think like all of the kids and all of the grown up skating have that story. Yeah. How do we get it out? How do we see a little bit more of it? Yeah, in yeah. Some of these to show it. Yeah, because sometimes the videos get crazy. Like the 2000s, it was all just onslaught of like tricks and like skate porn almost, where it's just like, <laughs> like Jamie Thomas, like handrail, 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 handrail. Yeah. <laughs> it's like intense. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing how good kids are today. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah, it gets crazy. God, it's like, yeah, my, I, I got another buddy I grew up with. He still skates. He lives up in Maine now, my friend Scott. Uh, and. You know, he'll, he'll send me clips and he'll be just like, how, you know? Yeah. Because when we grew up, it's like, like it, w it was so hard to kind of kind of learn these things. And now just it's mind blowing how good the skaters are. Like So for reference, like for when I was like thinking about the gnarly side, so I'd think about a 15 stair handrail and maybe you'd like do a trick on that, like maybe. And then it got to the point where they're doing like double kinked rails and then there's a gap and then another rail. And you're like, how are they grinding a double kink all in up? Grinding another it's like, doesn't even make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, what are the physics of all this? You know, it's yeah. like uh, Captain America's uh, shield. It's like, yeah. that thing doesn't obey the laws of physics. They're probably watching so much skating, consuming it, and then just skating all the time. So they're just like watching it and they're like, go out and just skate all them. Their whole life is just skateboarding. It's yeah. Amazing. I, I respect it so much and appreciate it because uh, – yeah, I, I mean, I'm not very technical, as you know. I I, I love it. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what I can do within my zone. And what's great about our crew too is they they pass tricks. You know, like Bob's like, I got a trick that you should work on. Yeah. And he he knows me like that what my capability is and kind of plays to it. And I that's you know such a that that whole crew like all the crew everybody yeah. around here is so supportive that way. And like I really appreciate that. Gene will send me a clip. He's like, dude, check this out. And I'm like, I think Gene's implying that I could probably figure this out. It's <laughs> Thanks, <a>, Gene. <laughs> some kind of no-comply idea. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's so great. That we way. have a really healthy skate community, for sure. Like, in New England, I'm really grateful for everything. Like, we, we see each other all over the place, you know? And then to have the edge is, like, epic, too, you know? Just like when you had Rad. We had Skaters Island before, too. That was sick. Everyone just in the winter meets up and, like, you, you get to know each other. Where was Skaters Island? I don't uh, know. Rhode Island. It was um, 
Middletown, Middletown, Rhode Island. Okay. It was a sick park. Really? Yeah, that was the edge before the edge. What years? Was uh, that I'm so bad with time with years. It's a good question though. Let me see if I can find something online. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad with years too. I have no idea. Dude, my time frame <laughs> for years is always way off. I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Um, but dude, that was the the skater's edge before the skater's edge basically it was a huge park and everybody would go there from all over new england because it was the big indoor park you know how great is skater's edge huh? it's been over like 20 years now 20 uh yeah it's been a long time dude it's definitely been a long time i love going there let's see oh dude i forgot how sick it, it had a vert ramp at skater's island oh. it was sick dude it doesn't have the date let me see any years in this thing? No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right. I bet there's like whoever's listening to this right now is like knows exactly. Somebody Definitely. knows exactly. Put it in the comments, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah. I, w- I had to have been going there when I was like, so New Bedford, Skaters Island. Maybe I had to be like 15, 16. I feel like that. We would just go all the time, dude. <clears throat> I love that place. It was like a 45-minute uh, drive, and we just – everyone lived there. What what's the most famous maybe skate park you've ever been to? Um, I don't know about the most famous. One that maybe isn't around anymore, or that you, or is, like any in L.A. that you've been to, any kind of like Del Mar, those kind of. Oh, Del Mar. Um, I went to Kona. That's like the oldest skate park in the country, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I went there and skated around. It was so gnarly. I was a little too young to like really skate it the way I should have been skating it. It's hard to skate. It's is huge. It, yeah. It? Um, that would probably be like one of the most famous ones. That one's insane. We drove across the country and uh, stopped at, there's one in Denver. I believe they had a big skate park there. We stopped at one in, um, oh, the dog. The dogs are barking. Savages. <laughs> you won't be able to really hear it though on the podcast because this happened last time. Um yeah, we went to Louisville. Louisville is at the middle of the country. They opened up a big one out there that was pretty epic. Um, California, Venice, Venice has a park out yeah. there, but I went before they built all the cool stuff. It same. was way smaller, but same, I, it's still same. super fun, right? Yeah, super fun. That's but cool. Same here. I didn't get there since they've like added on to it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've definitely been to some older ones. Like I went to Europe. Um, I'm just bad with names right now, but went through all there and skated some old skate parks and all through Europe, went to Australia and skated some crazy skate parks out there. Um, Yeah, man. I went to China twice and it was just, everything was like a skate park. (laughs) It's all marble and banks and like, it's like they don't, they don't don't put you um, for the most part, (laughs) you could skate it, but then people would give you shit sometimes and you'd have to kind of. They just do, like, we didn't have a translation, so they'd do, like, the X thing, try to get you to stop skating. You got to, like, a lot of times we were with a a tour guide that would, like, speak, uh, I believe it's Mandarin, and uh, would talk to the security guard. Sometimes they'd let us, sometimes they wouldn't, you know what I mean? But the whole place was like a skate park. It was insane. Just really amazing. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. I'm, I don't know. Arizona has some amazing parks. I went to a bunch out there, too. I don't know all the names. I got the Tempe Skate Park. Ooh, Tempe, yep. Yeah, last June, I think. And I had to go at, like... June, uh, it was pretty hot, huh? Yeah, yeah. I had to get, like... A, um, I think I was out there from 7 to 9. By 9 o'clock in the morning, it was, like... Blazing. Yeah, totally blazing, but amazing uh, little skate park. I think that one's been around for, 
like years and years. Yeah, I went to Tempe. That's um, nice, huh? Yeah, I used to live there when I was younger too. When I was like before I was twelve years old, uh, I lived in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And I used to get heat stroke all the time. <laughs> oh, did you? Dude, like in the hundreds, and I'd be trying to play, and I don't stop, you know? Just pass out. <laughs> Not good, dude. <laughs> I worked in a warehouse in Phoenix uh, in 1998, and it was August. And, oh, goodness. And they, it was a t-shirt printer. And they had the, the dryers going, 300-degree dryers, and, and – I you know, I'd come home and scrape the salt. You know the printers were taking salt tablets to not dehydrate. Oh, gnarly! You I, have to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, salt that was brutal. I think I lost uh, like seven pounds in a day. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. That's pretty intense. My wife said I look pretty good though. She's like, <laughs> she's like you're she's Brad like, Pitt shredded. She's like you're in great shape then. <laughs> Fight Club oh, shredded. Like, yeah, I earned it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're dehydrated. Everybody looks better dehydrated. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, thanks for the painting too. So sick. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit how that came into your life or how that happened. Because uh, first, that seems amazing. Oh, thanks, thanks. So I was, uh, um, I actually was a fine art major in college. Oh, right. Yeah, I went to college in New Hampshire at a little tiny uh, liberal arts school. What was the spark for art? Like, what drew you that way? Yeah, it was funny. I I don't know. I think I got. Like I always, you know, like the creative side of things. I used to draw growing up, but I, you know, I didn't do a lot of art in high school. And then I got into college, took a couple of art classes. And then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I can major in fine art here. And so I did a lot of painting then and drawing um, and then screen printing. And after, after school, I, I was a screen printer for years, uh, production artist, screen printing. I See, worked at ESP Solutions was my... First job out of college. Wow. Yeah. Was Dave Arnold there? That was Dave Arnold. Hell yeah. yeah. Dave's the man. Yeah. You know you know Dave? <laughs> yeah, I worked with Dave. No kidding. He doesn't work there anymore. He sold it to my friends, but... uh. Yeah. The Dave. Noonan, right? Chris yeah, Noonan, Noonan owns it? Yeah. Yeah. I worked Chris with... and Matt. Yeah, Matt runs it. Yeah. Yep. I worked with Chris was there at the time. I worked for David in uh, in high school. Like. Uh, wow. That's or, so crazy. Or, or Small world. Right? Yeah. What? Yes. Just yeah. hit me. Is Susan Gula still there, by the yeah, way? Yeah, Susan's awesome. Oh, my God. Me and her talk shit to each other all day. That's all we did when I worked <laughs> She's there. She's a legend. <laughs> I got quite a story. That's uh, Oh, of course. Can I tell you the story? Sure, uh, sure. Susan's got a uh, sense of humor. She can take it. Uh, well, <laughs> I know. If, yeah. I love Susan. So Susan was there and this woman, Nancy. And anyways, I was talking to Susan one day. And I was trying to like, you know to offend her to get her like to get her you know i think i'm like 22 at the time or 21 and she's telling me this story sorry susan if you don't that she's like she's tough how she and her husband are in like twin beds or something yeah right and uh so i'm I'm trying to get her going i'm like uh susan like twin beds i go where do you have sex (laughs) (laughs) without a beat does not miss does not pause she goes tom that's what the kitchen table's for. <laughs> <laughs> I love Susan. I love her. I could never get her. I try to do that often. Um, She's good, dude. Yeah, we no. talk shit politi- about politics. It's oh, amazing. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, <laughs> that I, sounds just like her. Yeah. She nailed it. Nailed it. Can't argue that. I love Susan. Susan and and Chris Noonan and then uh, you know at the time Cindy and. Um, Nancy, there are a whole bunch of the, the crew was great there, but yeah, that was back in the uh, early '90s, I think. Yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah, I, I ended up <clears throat> with ESP because um, when the recession happened, 
I uh, lost my sponsors and then I needed a job. So uh, I was working with the skate park a bit and Carol referred me, Carol Oddly, who owns Skater's Edge, referred me to ESP. Oh. Her brother either owns the building or has a business out of there. I'm not sure which one. but um, And then I went to ESP and started working there uh-huh. at the end of the dryer, like yeah. catching and then... They suck you into doing everything. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You do everything. <laughs> you do everything. Uh, I was probably the worst printer they ever saw. They they put me off at like cleaning screens and production art because, like, I was just terrible. Like, yeah, terrible yeah. screen printer. I hated the monotony of it or something. But yeah, yeah, that's funny. We share that. Uh, yeah, I, I know you. Pre- I know you do all your stuff there. I didn't. Yeah, like so yeah. the warehouse for all I need in world. I have like a section in the back there. Yeah, okay. which is cool. You have to come by someday. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Usually after five, most people are gone, but come hang out, check it out. Nice. I don't know if you've seen someone heat press a board. You've probably seen it on my Instagram, but could he do one yourself? It's kind of like a rites, rites of passage, yeah. you know? You've been skateboarding. I'd be up for that. Dude, hell yeah. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's so funny about Susan. We always go back and forth because she always – she le- she leaned towards like more towards like, uh, like Trump a little bit. Like she'd oh, lean geez. that way a little bit, yeah. you know? Not completely, but she'd lean that way, and then she'd always assume I was, like, leaning the other way just because I didn't like Trump, you know, because I was just like, I'm like, I don't lean e- either way, Susan. That's what you're missing, and she'd get so, she can never win because of that, you know? <laughs> so we just go back and forth. It's so funny. Oh, I got to call Susan. I love Susan. Just come by. She'll You can come say hi for sure. All right, yeah. She's there usually. So Let's do it. Uh, but, yeah, so that, that's how I got in, like – the, the funny thing is I, I didn't paint or draw for years and years and kind of like skateboarding. There's a big gap. I got out of shape. I was playing in bands. I was working. How out of shape? Pretty out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a good, there's a good 10 window, 10 year window where, you know, other than, you know, maybe playing a show. Yeah. Um, that was all the exercise I got. You were pudgy Tom or I was, what? Oh yeah. Good <laughs> twenty pounds I had at one point I had a big like giant afro of what? red curly hair. My hair used to be red. Whoa. Uh years nice. ago. And uh yeah, it was definitely yeah, not attractive. <laughs> not attractive. But I didn't paint or anything and you know, I was working all the time and bands and and the kids. Um and then what happened is my neighbor Knew that I used to paint. She entered me into an art show, the Hopedale Day in the Park. She's like, oh, I signed you up for this. Hopedale, right? Uh, Hopedale. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's where the painting is. And and it was like two months away. She's like, I guess you're going to have to paint something for the show. <laughs> and I did. And that got me back into it. So, oh, let's see. So ever since, that was like 15 years ago. And, and just like peeled the Band-Aid off real quick. Like, back in. Yeah. And I fell, fell in love with it again. So it's, you know, it's a hobby. I do yeah. it when I can find the time. But, but it's amazing to me that you're, you appreciate to find that time to do that. You know, like that's awesome. It's another one of those things in uh, like skateboarding. It's like, it brings balance, uh, mental balance. Yeah, like, yeah. Even when my paintings come out terrible, I just feel better after yeah it's kind of like skating it's like hey i didn't land a trick but just feel better for skateboarding yeah um it's a same thing it's a worthy thing to focus your time on because it's beautiful like it's like you look at back at the end of your life and you're like spend my time focused on like landscapes and things i like and drawing and painting and like that's pretty awesome there's so much other destructive things people do nowadays (laughs) that they focus on you're like oh just put it into something else you know like, <laughs> into something else. That's Dude. the way to put it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's, they it's, don't all look that good, though. I've got a lot of total dogs. But oh, I'm sure it's like skating. Like some of my kickflips are just. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I think all your kickflips are, are just fine, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> Dude, seriously, nowadays, just because my knee's so janky that like some days I go in and I'm like, I don't think I can even kickflip. <laughs> I'm just like, don't even try. I'm like. What's your like go to? I'm curious. Like you know, I when I'm warming up or when I'm gravitating to a style of trick, you can probably tell like the stuff I kind of like. For you, where's your like comfort zone? Like what what's something that you just you know feels you? It's your style. Um, you know, I, I see you do a lot of switch stuff. You kind of hit. You know, there's a lot of things I see you hit the. Uh, you know, uh, like on the quarter and edge when I see you kind of drop in. Totally unique, but it seems like you go to a certain place what where where is that place um i i couldn't really tell you but i'll know like what i can tell you is i'll come into the park and uh depending on how busy it is i'll just do a lap i'll go all the way back down past the bathrooms around the corner past the wall ride over the a-frame kick turn come all the way back work my way back to the front desk go out into the big space if no one's there then i'll just continue to lap around there you know until I like run into someone or I'll see something I want to skate and then but usually like growing up all I did was skate flat ground so I used to love just flat ground that was my favorite thing just flat just, yeah you, you flip just... tricks on flat ground were like the funnest thing I could do them for hours I would do front side flips for like two hours straight people would come up to me and be like what are you doing <laughs> I'm like I'm like it just feels right right now you know and I would do that and then I uh I got into handrails a lot, so then that became like a super obsession with me was handrails and ledges, and then I went through like a rail phase. And then like nowadays, like it's more transition for sure, because really? like my knees hurt, so I can't always pop a kickflip every day, or like like my left knee, I tore my ACL like a long time ago, Ooh. and I never got it fixed. I've told the story on the podcast, you but never got it fixed. No, Does it needs technically needs surgery. So. <laughs> here's what happened uh 16 i tore my acl roughly it was like 16 17 and i didn't get it checked out or anything i literally didn't have insurance and i wasn't living at home i was kind of homeless at the point because things were crazy at home and i was bouncing around luckily my friend's family took me in and let me live with them but um so i tore my knee and then i had i just like didn't know no one was putting any pressure to get it checked out it, sw it was swollen for a long time I iced it, rehabbed it, kept strengthening it. I would keep hurting it again and again for years. But literally everything I did on my skateboard, I got sponsored, turned am and pro with no ACL on my left knee. Wow. And I never got it fixed. When I turned pro for World Industries when I was like 26, 27, I, had, I was getting like a good paycheck. So I just went and got it checked. And they were like, told me it was torn. But it's been so long. It was like... 10 years, whatever, 20 years. It was a long time later. And uh, they said they could do a scope. So I did a scope. They went in, cleaned it out, and it felt amazing after a while. Huh. But now it's just like bone on bone. Like, so the impact. Like, so if I jump a lot, it's just bone getting bruised, you know? Like, it hurts. Yeah. So it's like there's only so much I can do with that. But I did that coming up skating a lot. Like, my whole pro career and AMC AM career, I was grinding big handrails and doing big gaps and, like, I got paid to just travel and skate and see how far I could take things, you know? And that all I wanted to do at that time was skate too, so I was overindulgent. So I got that on my system, you know? So now it's like just rolling around and like trying to organically feel what I want to skate, you know? Yeah. I start on flat, roll around. I love skating flat ground, so that's a win. Quarter pipes are super fun. 
I hit the handrail the other day. My knee was feeling good, and I was, like, feeling kind of ballsy. And I was like, I'm going to hit that. But I know there's, like, diminishing returns, so I'm trying to, like, just keep it low impact as much as possible. That's why I actually film a lot and edit and do podcasts. Is like, it still, like, lets me stay creative and involved in skating, and I don't have to be on my board, like, as much, you know? Because <clears throat> I still have that, like, instinct to want to, like, get gnarly on a skateboard. So you're keeping yourself in check by being like, I'll be around skateboarding, but I'm going to do some filming, some podcasting, yeah. editing. Because if I go? just focus on the skating and my skating, I'll get carried away. Because uh. it's hard. There's a lot of energy, people. Like, I'm still capable of doing this stuff, like, in my mind and the muscle memory is still there on certain days. But, like, there's there's going to be a point where I just get hurt again, you know, and I don't want it. I've seen that happen yeah. where, like, the person, like, still tries to be the pro, and it's like... I don't want to do that. I don't want to have, like, a gnarly injury, you know, unnecessarily just because I want to keep getting gnarly on a skateboard, you know. And I know that my knee hurts. And it's just being there is fun in general. I've always used skating as a way of, like, a coping mechanism just to, like, meet people and, like, just hang out, have a place to hang out, you know. So I love skateboarding for more than just the tricks, too. So I've been learning to let go of some of the stuff, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all right. I watch kids do it now. I'm like, this is so cool. Seems pretty wise, right? Keep that level level playing field, right? Yeah. Not too many highs, too many lows. The goal is to keep it in my life as long as possible, which would be amazing. And I've already been fortunate enough that I got to travel and do all. Like, I've filmed video parts for decades, and I was like, like I feel pretty accomplished with what I wanted to do on my skateboard. Because I always like loved the fact that you could learn something and then you could take it as far as you wanted. Like in certain tricks, you know, like a kickflip, I tried to do that on as many gnarly spots I could find that I was like, this is where a kickflip should happen. Hmm. So I'd go do that. And you've done it all, so you know you can do it. So now it's like what you kind of want to do, pick and choose. Yeah, now I just like, I'm trying to. You don't have any like huge aspirations like, oh, I got to do it. No. My dreams now are like to take kids on more trips and watch them do it, you know, because that's the coolest shit now. Like, that's why I got the minivan, because I'm like. It's cool to watch them to develop and try to help give an opportunity to, like, take them to a new skate park or network for them, let them meet people. And then you have a whole crew, and we're all going to different events and, like, building something, like a scene, you know. And those kids are so good, and they feed off each other. And it's just, like, sometimes you just got to gather them in one space somewhere new and let them go, you know. It's crazy, man. <laughs> gather them in one space and let them go. Yeah, dude. I love that. Yeah. We'll t- I'll take them to skate parks, and they'll, like, make a bunch of friends and – like, new parks went to motion. They made a bunch of friends, killed the park. Then we went to the Portland main park, and they did the same thing, met a bunch of friends, killed the park. We filmed the whole edit, had a good meal. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like the but that's, like, my whole obsession. And then, like, skateboarding, like, um, the brands, like, World Industries and All I Need and the artwork and focusing on, like, keeping that going and, like, uh, yeah. You're like our own East Coast Stacy Peralta here. Dude, hell yeah. That's yeah. sick. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to keep it going because skateboarding, like, really helps all of us, you know? Like, and if I can play a part and, like, keep it in my life and we can keep creating more art and more people that love skating and more opportunity with travel and uh, collaboration and yeah. videos and the podcast, like, I love all the stuff we're doing kind of think about how many crews there are here and how everyone kind of like works together you know you got you got what you're doing with everybody and all those kids and then you got you know robbie and bug building uxbridge yeah so sick man like i i admire what they've done so much and and 
just imagine the headaches they have to deal with, right? They've built a public skate park, right? Um, they've had to deal with the town and all of the complexity there. And then you got people there and the amount of trash they leave. Like, just yeah. all of that, like, I'm like, wow, it's amazing what they've done. And then you got Mikey with the Vulture crew. Hell yeah. Right? And then Little pockets, like, we got, I think we got a little squad of, of, of friends that, you know, always hang out together. And everyone kind of mixes and get that. It's just really, really nice. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, I love that aspect of skating. It's so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, with the brand and with skating and all that stuff and the filming and the editing, I've been skating with, like, the first wave of All I Need Kids for, from when they were little. Like, Billy and Evan and all them, they were, like, the little groms. And then now they're, like, the gnarly pros, you know? <laughs> it's weird to see, like, another wave of little kids come through now, which is awesome. It's weird. Skating goes ups and downs, you know, all the time. I don't know what else to do with my time, really. <laughs> I, everything I do, I just wanted to have skating involved. If I'm going to work, I want to work at something with skateboarding, you know? Because why not? It's possible. You just have to build it and, like, want to do it, you know? Half the reason things fail is because you lose interest or, like, you didn't stay engaged with it enough. So I always just try to, like, focus on the things that, like, help yeah. help you get through the day you and enjoy it done that too i think one of my first memories of rad was walking and being like what's this all i need thing you know yeah <laughs> hell yeah not rad uh sorry skater's edge like, oh okay you know 20 years ago or whatever like uh you know i think this is on the wall or something and i didn't know what it was you yeah know, early on and now it's you know it's just part of my psyche now yeah I dude yeah. i appreciate the support too man like uh repping all i need and skating in the jams and like all those kids are amazing. I know you guys have influence skating with them too. So it's like cool to know that there's like healthy adults that are helping these kids out, you know? I love that about it, man. All those kids, it's like the more healthy, active adults that are around that are doing something creative and fun and like become their friends and not like their authority figure, you know? But their friend and like the better they're all going to be. So like I, whenever I think of all you guys, that's what I think. I'm like, yeah, these guys are ha healthy, happy people. Like, they're out there moving their bodies. Everyone's got a story. Like, it's amazing to have good things in your life that you can create with. And, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You, your crew is sick, man. Every time you guys come, ripping. And uh, I wish I had more time at Rad. The place was so fun. Do yeah. you know what happened with it? What the the demise was? I don't know the details of it. I think like the building was sold, you know, because it was owned by somebody else. Like that it, happens, yeah. dude. Yeah, I forget the details, but yeah, it was a bummer. And uh, taking that place apart, I pitched in a little bit. But, yeah, but John built it solid, so it was, it was a lot of work. <laughs> it was to, construction crew. <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> take that thing down. Um, do you remember Subliminal too? There used to be Subliminal Park. I do remember. It. I never got there though. Oh, that one was fun yeah. for sure. Way, way different than Rad, but its own thing, you know. Yeah, that's cool, man. And we got a Worcester skate park coming. That's right. Yeah. It's gonna be like a do donation base, maybe. Um, they're trying something like. Maybe I'm confusing I, to something else. I, I think you're. Th uh, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. Hmm. I just saw the plans posted on Instagram that they're <laughs> building. Houston, it. Houston Heckman's been talking about it. Really excited. Yeah, he's actually at um. Grind for Life contest, I think, right now down in Florida. Is he? Yeah, he's talking about going down there. I'm pretty sure he is. God, he rips too. I remember met him at Rad too. Oh, dude. And it was just total ripper. So friendly. Like I still like you know you appreciate when people are friendly, but I remember he was just like delightful to talk to. Yeah, yeah. And then kills it. And then when he's always at uh that 
um, what's that 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 really like rundown sketchy park in Worcester now? Green. So big, yeah. I don't know the name, but it's like concrete, big cracks, and like it's a raw skate park. Yeah, and he yeah. destroys it. Of course, right. yeah. He's oh, really right. good. Dude, kid's yeah. a destroyer for sure. <laughs> he's a nice kid too. <laughs> so nice. Every time I see him, he seems just happy and like ripping usually. Yeah. Doing backlips over that like big quarter pipe out on the edge. So insane. He likes to kill the really difficult things. Like you shred yeah. the, shred the bowl, right? Yeah. The snowman bowl at edge. Which is difficult. Which is so difficult. And <laughs> now there's like there's like potholes in it, right? And still yeah. he's he's tearing it off. I filmed the gnarly line of him there like a month ago. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah, like dudes like that. That's a, that's why like gets me stoked. It's cool to watch dudes that you can tell need to do more with skating. Like my friend Evan is like that. You know Evan Mansalillo. Yeah, just skated his deck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They didn't have it wasn't another one at Edge. I picked up uh I forget what board I'm skating now, but I loved I love the art on it, but I I just love the feel of the thing too. Oh, sick. Yeah, so Evan great deck. Yeah. 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 He's like that. He's like one of those kids. He's a grown adult, but like he's kind of a kid to me still, but he's a young <laughs> he's a young adult. But uh he's one of those dudes that I'm like, we need to do more for Evan cuz Evan like is gnarly on his skateboard so he needs to travel more he needs to go skate with people skating in other places and like do more of that stuff you know because yeah. uh and houston's like that too where it's like yeah i was stochi's traveling go go f- meet other people and mix it up and get involved in other skate scenes and see what's out there you know yep that's what i did when after i finished high school i finished high school and i was like i'm gonna be a pro skateboarder and uh no one was telling me not to no one <laughs> that was my goal and i was going and no one was there uh so i just went did that and the same thing i just like started traveling we drove across the country twice in like vans and just like slum did it slept in parking lots and shit went out west skated met a bunch of people like best time of my life you know yeah. that's what i want these dudes to continue to do you know uh, they got the skills they're definitely capable yeah yeah, yeah just get out there yeah, so and Houston's doing it now, and Evan's been ripping and meeting people, and now we got a van too, so definitely gonna branch out more and do more and more trips. So I want to take him back to um, Charm City in uh, Baltimore. You ever been out there? No. Six skate park. Friend Jason Chapman owns a big ass skate park out there. It's kind of like the edge uh, of it, Maryland. Indoors, it's indoors. Yeah, park. indoors. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I want to go down to um, like North Carolina. Tons of good parks. Hit Virginia Beach. Work my way down there. Yeah. I used to travel to uh, um, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina Ooh, nice. for work uh, every two weeks. And I actually brought Ted with me a couple times. But, yeah, there's, like, all these parks in Raleigh, Durham. Yeah. Indoor, outdoor, like, a great, like, set of parks. And I'd bring my deck, and after work, I'd go and, and just skate another park. It, That's awesome. It really, really made travel. Uh, work travel anyways uh, a lot easier yeah that's the best yeah. they have a six skate scene down down that way they do it's yeah. crazy man a lot of cool shops down there too we sometimes make it down to Florida do like surf expo once in a while and then we just street skate cause uh, Timmy Canute who rides for all I need is uh, from Florida Melbourne He's he stays in Colorado and he goes to Melbourne once in a while huh. oh, dude I'm gonna finish this real quick <laughs> Yes. Taking another sip myself. <sighs> Guinness. I really like Guinness because you can't get too drunk. It's, it's too heavy. Just drink two, you're like. And there's actually not that much alcohol in it. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Compared to like the IPAs today, they're like 9%. I think Guinness is like 
five. Yeah. Maybe five and a half. And it's just kind of bitter, and it's like you can take your time and sip it. It's like nice. It's a good beer. I had Guinness in Ireland for sure. Me and Westgate. There's a photo of us in Thrasher. And we both had Guinness mustaches when we were like <laughs> mad little. We're like, <laughs> it's the first time ever having a Guinness. <laughs> Dude, Westgate. I think it's what, 18? You can drink if you're 18. Yeah, yeah. Were you 18 or no, was it 15? They no, were, they were just sneaking us Guinness for sure, dude. <laughs> the dudes on the trip, people were just, uh, I met a lot of characters. <laughs> Same in Australia, too. It's kind of a little relaxed, at least back then it was. Yeah. Australia was a trip. <laughs> have you uh, Have you been out of the country? I've been a couple of places. Yeah, I've been to. Uh, I've never been to Ireland of all places. I want to go, but like, oh, dude, you could do that for I sure. Need to get there. There's probably some scenes to paint out there. I bet, yeah. right? Find some sick ass something to stare at. Yeah, is that's... that what you do for that, or you you just like? Uh, so it depends. Sometimes I'll go out and paint outside. Um, that's totally therapeutic. That to, seems amazing to, like, to set up. Yeah, set up outside a couple hours. Um, it's, it's sometimes harder because the light changes so quickly, you know, you got a whole rhythm, you got to work quickly. Uh, so I'll sometimes do that. Other times I'll t- do that and take a photo and then do, try to do a better version later. Sometimes I'll just, you know, t- grab a photo. Um, kind of my favorite thing to do is like, I'll cruise Facebook for friends that take really good po- photos and yeah, stuff yeah. and then use that to, uh, to paint something. Uh, my brother-in-law just moved to, uh, Southern France and he, he, posted a picture on facebook so i'm like oh that's a pretty cool scene good composition so i pulled that i painted and he's like can i have that i'm like yeah definitely Sick. So, so that that's that's kind of that's my um approach yeah what were you using on that one what's uh that one um i think i took a picture of that uh or i might have done like um i might have done a they call it plain air painting when you paint outside you know uh, I think I did a plain air painting, and I also took a photo, and then I did another, and I think that's the one from, you know, looking at the study I did and the photo together, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so it, that's man. in the studio, I think. That's right. I did it like a year ago, so I don't exactly remember. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. How often do you get a paint? I, think I paint like I don't know one or two times a month. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like session? Like how long? Um, how do you approach it? Do you go for a long time? You must. Well, if it's if it's in the studio, um, probably two two to three hours, maybe. Seems about right. Yeah, and then a, set, a live setup about the same, maybe like two hours. You got to work a little faster depending on, you know, the, the day. But yeah, I can usually knock out a a painting of that size, two to three hours indoors or outdoors. Sick, give or take. Yeah. Also, I wish I would have remembered, but it would have been awesome if you brought the accordion. Oh. Dude, yeah. so sick. Yeah. How'd that come into your life? <laughs> Is that an Irish thing? Is it an accordion? I don't know. It's 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 actually well it, it there is Irish accordion stuff. The how I got into it um, is my I moved back home. It's when I was I think working for David Arnold, and my neighbor was like, "Let's start a band." Right? I was twenty five, and I'm like, "I we don't play any instruments." <laughs> And he's like, it's, uh, that's so, a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. We laugh about it. And then, can you hear me, Guinness too? Sorry oh, to oh, interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'll grab another one. Um, no instruments. You're in fucking trouble, dude. You're starting a band. <laughs> he's like, let's start a band. I'm like, we don't play. And he kept bothering me. And I'm like, and I'm like, no. Like, and then finally, he, like one time, he's like, let's let's do it. I'm like, well, what are you gonna play? He's like, I'll learn how to play the bass. 
And I said, okay, but I'm going to learn how to play the accordion. He's like, dude, it's going to be a punk band. <laughs> and I'm like, and the reason He's I. He's like, I'm going to slap the bass and you win accordion. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason I picked it, because I was a, uh, the Pogues were my favorite band growing up. Do you oh, know sick. the Pogues? I don't think so. I'm going to know. The Pogues, P-O-G-S? Yeah, P-O-G-U-E-S. U-E-S. Yeah. P-O-G-U-E-S, Pogues. Okay. Pogues, yeah. It comes from the, the original name of the band was Pogue Mahone, which is Gaelic for Kiss My Ass. Oh, nice! And they they were <laughs> basically <laughs> they were basically a punk. They were uh, Shane McGowan, who started the band, was the uh, um, he came out of the punk scene in the UK, and he was also Irish. So they they basically played traditional Irish instruments, but wrote kind of punkish music and lyrics it's to not, it. That sounds that that already sounds sick. Yeah, it's, I can picture it. It's 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 maybe not as heavy as you think, but it is got an edge to it. Some piss and vinegar or what? Definitely. A little yeah, angry. Yeah, it's like the the if you the, the Dropkick Murphys kind of came out of like a Pogues thing but added like electric guitar. It was a little like, more commercialized. Yeah, they came like 20 years later, 15 years, but the Pogues kind of started that that kind of thing. And I was a huge fan. So, and they had an accordion so what? um and he's amazing i've met him a few times super what? great guy too Sick. yeah yeah so where i, the, where I were they from uh, ireland uh actually the uk they UK. they had like some you know some people were from ireland moved to the uk but they were like a london irish kind of punk band and that's why you picked accordion huh? yeah that's why i picked it because i just loved it i was fascinated i'm like that sounds really cool so um but and then my brother was like well like we need a drummer and my brother's like, I'll, I'll learn how to play the drums. But we didn't have, like, we didn't know what to do. And I stumbled into a friend, uh, Mike Atwood, from high school at a bar. And I was telling him we want to start. But he's like, oh, I, I, I write songs, you know. What? Acoustic. That's how that happens, dude. Anyway, <laughs> next thing you know, we're band. That's Big Amp Envy. That's I put it on Instagram. Big like, Amp Envy? Big Amp Envy. That's yeah. awesome. That was my first band. And we played kind of like pop songs with an accordion. Pop, like rock, punkish, you know, kind of thing. But... Mike wrote the songs, and then we all sort of figured out how to play our instruments. And that's sick. You know, did that for you know a few years, give or take. Do you make an album? We no, we well, we made no, we made an EP. Then uh, we we played live a lot, so I, I I I recorded a bunch of live stuff. I put all this on Spotify, and then about ten years ago, Mike and I, the singer, um, we did put an album together and we got a lot of uh, musicians to kind of come in so it's got my brother's not on it but our second drummer wasn't on it either but we kind of got a bunch together so on spotify there's an album called uh penance that is basically an album yeah but yeah i'm pulling it up dude. <laughs> i'm pulling it up bro that was my first band i've been in three bands since what then. yeah dude, uh, two bands two no bands. What, what were the genres same. Uh, the next man I moved to, we were, were were friends that I still play in today. That's Slicey Jenkins. Slicey Jenkins. Yeah, Slicey, that's a sick name. Slicey Tell me Jenkins. a little bit about Slicey Jenkins. <laughs> so Slicey Jenkins were other friends from like Atterboro, and we used to open for them as Big Amp Envy. And then as Big Amp Envy, kind of, you know, my brother moved to Texas, and Mike moved to L.A., and so we we kind of kind of split up. I joined Slicey Jenkins, um, and. That's kind of like alt, you know, rock kind of stuff. But they needed an accordion. Uh, a little accordion. I, I learned how to play the keyboard for that band, too. Oh, so it was, it was a little of both. Um, we played for years. It was two brothers. And then, uh, you know, another guy, Carl, who's the sound guy. And then one of the brothers, Rick, 
who was a singer and guitarist, he died in 2005 at 30. Oh, man. 30 years old. That's way too young. Yeah, it was horrible, horrible, amazing, amazing person, too. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, like 15 years ago that Damn. he died, right? His daughter's going to college now. She's like that age. She was nine months old when he died. And, yeah, just like a, it was a freak, um, like, heart attack kind of thing. Like, his, his arteries were too narrow, and it spiked, and... Anyways, you, you yeah. never know oh. when you're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. But so that was slicey. But then we kind of then evolved. Like we didn't play for a couple of years, and then Pete, Rick's brother, who played bass at the time, he learned how to play acoustic guitar, and now he's the singer and acoustic guitar sort of front man. And then Carl, the sound guy, learned how to play bass, and then Adam, who was playing drums, has learned lead guitar. And then the original drummer from their band, because they were a band throughout the the 90s before i ever joined them the original drummer who left he came back he's a drummer so now we've been playing together in this group for like another 15 years damn it's yeah. so hard to stay together for that long yeah. dude that's amazing but yeah we play out like once a year and we we practice like most sundays in in carl's studio and it's just kind of that like it's just time together you know three yeah. hours every sunday morning to play some music that's awesome yeah we i was in one other band too i don't know if you've heard of this band the gobshites Gobshites. They're out of. They were out of Foxborough. They've had a million different members. It's basically around one guy, and that was. Uh, I was the first accordion player in that band, and that was, the the, the shtick was we're gonna play, um, punk rock drinking songs, <laughs> with traditional uh, instruments. Oh, sick! And Pete, the guy who founded that band, uh, he was um, he was a Pogues fan too, kind of. Uh, he was also meat depressed and anyway, so I joined that band for a while and, um, so we couldn't lose. We'd play pubs, drink a lot of Guinness and yeah, yeah. play it with traditional instruments. It's a win. Yeah. It's a win you all. couldn't, you could not lose a crowd with that. It was just fun. So I did that <laughs> off and on, but my wife was threatening to divorce me if I didn't like <laughs> quit a band, you know, cause I was also working like, I get that. companies and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, you know, I gotta settle down here and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Too many hobbies in my life, uh, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, it's an abundance of good stuff. <laughs> I get that. I'm similar. I'm yeah, what like, about you? Do you play music or anything? I wish, dude. I listen to a lot of music. Lately, I've just been listening to a lot of Arcade Fire. I've been, like, really stuck on them. Like, before that was Florence and the Machine. Oh, big fan. Dude, yeah. all that. And then before that was the First Aid Kit. It's oh. two girls that I think they're sisters that harmonize. I don't know them. And it's kind of folky, but like every song is. Westgate told me about it. He said his girl listened to it. And then I started listening to him. And then I just like. I tend to just like find something I like and then drive it into the ground <laughs> until every, <laughs> till it's like annoying. <laughs> yeah. Same. I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you find something else and you're like, oh, and you're like searching for that thing that you're like, <laughs> I can just. Li I love albums like all the way through. Like I don't want to have to skip. I just want like. Someone that makes something like Arcade Fire, you can like listen to like whole albums, you know. Dude, we're like the same person on some of these levels. I'm oh, the same. Sick. I love a whole album, right? Yeah, it's the best. Start to finish. Yeah, so I wish I could play music. To me, that like is like I want to learn how to express myself better. You know, like half the reason to doing the podcast is to challenge myself to have conversations with people and learn how to express myself better than i can you know because like we're always updating and evolving and telling our story you know or like trying we're telling a story about ourselves or like trying to figure who out who we are and you're evolving and changing all the time and the language is mo a moving thing it's a living thing so 
<clears throat> so like but like to sing you know to like harmonize and have that confidence and like uh define that and that seems amazing to me you know or to play an instrument and actually be able to understand the principles and stuff like i always want to like focus on the piano like that one always draws me but i never do it <laughs> i i have a problem is i'm stuck on skating and then i built all these other things that i like that it's just not enough time in one day to like do it all but i admire people that do it you know yeah. Well, so it's, sick. it's a risk, you know, like if you do get into it and if you get as intense about something else, you might lose yeah. some of this. Right. That's yeah, my yeah. that's my problem. I get distracted. I, I get I like to do so many things that I'm kind of like not great at any one of them. I just yeah. am OK. Um, and I've gotten comfortable with that, but it's definitely a risk. So you yeah. do this so well that as much as I want to see on an instrument. Yeah, it, it might it might harm the podcast <laughs> <in> skating <laughs> or the yeah like I've I've been filming a bunch. There's like and I'm always working on those things and it's to slide the time in there. I've been trying to read more. That's been good. I never really read that much, but I like trying to and I want to learn to write better too. Just because I feel like the more you can articulate yourself, the better, you know. And and I know writing is a form of thinking, just like moving your body is a form of thinking. Your body and your mind is the same thing. It's inside your body. It's your, you know, like everyone likes to separate the two. But um, and then writing out ideas seems really good. Learning a new instrument is like a form of thinking and rhythms and patterns and like. <clears throat> what about like art and graphics and things like? That? Do you do you? Like, create all the art for all I need? So I, like, have small little inputs on the graphics. Like, pe well, me and my sales rep and my team, and we'll, like, come up with concepts, and they all are a little different. Sometimes someone will have an idea. Sometimes we'll just, me, the artist, and my friend Conrad will come up with ideas. Um, but, yeah, I just have influence, like, in the ideas. But Peter's, like, I find people that can draw because, like, I'm like, I want to find someone that drawing is their skateboarding, like skateboarding is for me, you know? Like, skateboarding is, like, the everything I, like, enjoy. So, like, if someone loves that about art and technically can draw it and, like, that, like, take the hours and do it, that's the proof. So, I don't, I don't ever have any hand in that side. But I do, like, throw in a joke or something. Like, some of the graphics, like Billy's, I was like, put a hot dog in there, the largemouth bass up there. Cause we always bust Billy's balls for like he looked like a like a fat kid that loved hot dogs when he was younger. So we're always just like giving him shit for that, and then the hot dog joke caught on. <laughs> I had all the Groms like we were in New Hampshire one time, and Chloe and all them <laughs> got a hot bunch of raw hot dogs, and Billy was sleeping, and just like hit him in the face with hot dogs, dude. <laughs> just like kept the joke alive. <laughs> Another generation. He's a good sport, but like yeah, I'll have like some input in that. I was working on uh, a graphic with Nick Barth, too. Oh, yeah. He draws, and he got a tablet and can digitize his work, and we've been working on an all-I-need graphic, just going back and forth. Like, he he had a concept, and he's been working on it, and then send it back to me, and I'd, be like, give him some feedback, and we just go back and forth. Yeah. So that's, like, the raddest, that's the raddest process, you know? It's, like, have an idea, both of you are excited on it, and then they start creating it, and then you have some feedback, and then it starts to mold into something, and you're like, wow, this is like, went from a sketch to like almost a finish, to a finished product, you know? That's so Which cool. Which is cool to see, yeah. I like that. It's not, you're, it sounds like you, like Mike has a similar process, I think, not to speak for Mike Turbane, but with the I think he's talked about it actually on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I love the way that, you know, he's like kind of directing these things, and then he's got like different artists kind of putting things together, and you get different flavor, but. Yeah, all the art that's on, like, you know, All I Need, Vulture Crew, it's like, 
fun to like watch it evolve and yeah. the differences. And now I know the inside joke on that <laughs> graphic. <laughs> yeah, the hot dog. Philly always we give him shit all the time about it. And a lot of his boards had cigarettes in them, and he doesn't even smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Which is weird. So the, his new board that's coming out, we almost put a cigarette in. And I was like, we can't put another cigarette on his board. He doesn't even smoke cigarettes. So <laughs> that's out. Didn't happen. Yeah. That's the funnest part about doing the skateboarding stuff is like hanging out with artists and trying to create things. Like Even like we're doing another Chloe bird. Chloe drew a bird and we did um some embroidery shirts, like a little capsule um like a year or two back. And it sold pretty well, which is amazing. So now we're going to do... We did a sticker, and then we updated her Chloe Bird a little bit, and we're about to put out a sticker and uh, another shirt for, like, springtime. Uh, so that's cool because she's always showing me her notebook, and she has all these drawings, and she's, like, coming up with, like, new ones. So it's cool to turn that into ideas. And then Barth is, like, getting into making graphics, and then I work with Peter, which is he teaches art, and he's done all the all-I-need graphics and some of the world ones. So his whole life is art. So... We've done over 10 years worth of art, you know, like that's the best part. And when I'm sitting there pressing boards and stuff, I'm just looking at all the uh, this art. I'm like surrounded by it. I'm like, this is amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is like it's beautiful to like look at all this stuff and it helps with my sanity basically. <laughs> and then I have this other dude, um, Matt MSX. He did some of the newer T-shirts for all I need. We had like an anchor T-shirt and uh, the shark one. And he he's – I. I met him and he's really passionate about art and had cool designs and we just started working on more stuff. In the beginning, we started with this dude, Paul Francis Lambert. He's um, another artist. He's also a screen printer too. And uh, he did some of our first graphics for All I Need. And then he moved and I haven't seen him in a while. And then I met Peter and started. we started making stuff with All I Need. And then he did some World. And then I met Matt. And then now there's like Chloe's getting involved and Nick's getting some art going and it's like sick. It gives me incentives to like want to keep creating stuff. Like even if it's just small runs, which most of it is, like small runs, just to like see it come to life and then it which is amazing and it all pretty moves. It moves pretty well. So we've been able to keep creating for like a decade. Like skateboard graphics, apparel and uh it's been fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then crazy. the engines like the team, like we have the team and they create the content, do the vlogs. And it's like everyone's involved and we're having fun traveling. And that kind of helps promote it, helps the sales because people know it's like authentic skateboarding brand. It's not, you know, you actually just see the people involved. So that's been helping a lot. It's been a slow grind, man. I literally just took like my savings when the recession happened and I just got a small run of T-shirts and we learned how to like get them screen print and sell them, you know. <laughs> and then we've just been going since then. Wow. And I've been kind of fortunate in some sense like my mom passed which is a negative but she also left me some money and i was able to get that heat press machine so i was able to um kind of do that myself which really helped with the cutting costs and being able to like put a graphic on a board when it sells instead of like having to have all this inventory you know mm. and have like so many so many graphics because they all don't sell you know like some sell better than others so like but having that heat press machines like I don't have to I don't have to put the graphic onto the board until it's like sold. So that's like makes it a lot easier. I can be more precise. A lot of things you learn along the way, you know. Or you get lucky and you get a little bit of money and you can put it into the brand. I just got a van for all I need, so that just ensures more traveling, you know. That was like my main focus is like if we got the van, we gotta use it. That means we gotta go outside our area and go do stuff and we've already been using it in between corona 
dodging the crazy world, you know? <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you weather the whole mess? You're here, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Man. We're here still. Yeah. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, <laughs> we survived so far, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else. I mean we just locked down and you know Submerse in painting and music and painting and music. And in some ways like so it was good for my family life because I was traveling I go to Canada a week or two a month, and I go to Raleigh Durham a week or two. So when um, that's sort of what my clients expected. So when everything shut down, um, it was great in a lot of ways. So I got my kids had to stay home from school, so I got to see my kids for an extra year. I didn't think I'd see them. That's right. Like more, more of them, more family yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and then also I didn't travel, so I got to skateboard more. So COVID was amazing for like time, more time skateboarding, and. And now I've adapted. I can, you know, I kind of miss going some places to see more people. Um, but the silver lining has been, you know, more skateboarding, more time with my family. And still, none of my clients ended anything. They all have kept me on. And it's, That's awesome. it's enabled sort of more work because, like, I'm not spending time traveling, so I can work for people during that time. So I picked up other clients. So, yeah, yeah. it's been a, in that way, it's been a net positive. That's you what know? you want to hear because, like, that we all have to adjust to that. You know, the world just kind of like went upside down, and everyone just got to find a way to like make it work and keep things moving just in your time. You know, like, yeah. how do you manage your time? Sometimes you're just in a rhythm, and then the world gets crazy. You're like, Dude, what do we do here, you know? It's easy to drift off and get lost in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, why did I travel all this time when all this could have been done over a computer? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. Uh, I could have been home all this time. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. It's that. never that easy. <laughs> Things take time. It's insane. The technology stuff's crazy. I'm going to have one more of these. Please do. Please do. Tell me a little bit about, tell me some more about growing up skating, dude. Tell me what some of your favorite tricks are. I can't believe you can do like a hand, straight up hand plan. That always blows my mind. That's got to be like a bone, is a Mike V inspired? Are you a fan of Mike V? I used to make fun of Mike V a lot. I admire him, but I make fun of him. You made fun of really? Yeah, can't <laughs> help it. I was a little snot head, bad kid. Make fun of Mike V. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. I've always admired him. Like his skating, like in, in ways his skating and his story has kind of helped me. Yeah. But I always, t I when I was younger, I talked more shit on Mike V. It was more because he would just like be aggressive and kind of, and I get that he's a punk rocker and like he's against the grain and stuff. But, like, I was, like, a young kid that didn't want to see violence in skateboarding or fighting. And it was just me being petty. So I was just, like, bully him. <laughs> bully <Yeah>. the bully. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, same. I think he's evolved quite a bit, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I hate to pigeonhole and him. And I, I appreciate that about him. Um, but, yeah, I do lo – I love his style. Like, his, you know, the, the street plants, you know, I'm definitely yeah. something, like – Somehow I can still do a, a street plant when, when when warmed up properly. Yeah. No, that's no joke, dude. It takes a lot to do that. Man. I was talking to Mike about it once, Mikey uh, Turbane, and I'm like, you know, should I, it's like it's kind of like there was a phase in the 80s when, when street plants were everything. Like, And I don't know. It was before Mike V, too. I think uh, – I don't know where it came from or who started it, but it was a thing, like trying to do a street plant. And But then it was kind of like – is it that technical? You know, you kind of go, it's, you know, it, the, the, the flip trick started to come in and it was like, so it kind of went in and out. 
Um, but I was saying to Mike like a year ago, I'm like, yeah, you know, should I even do it? It's kind of like a dorky trick. He's like, dude, you're the only one who can do them. So <laughs> you should just do the street play. So true. So true. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, good point. Yeah. And then Anders is so awesome. Like uh, at the contest, right? He's like, he's like, you're going to, you got to do a street or he'll just yell at me. Yeah, he will. He, he knows I can't <laughs> kick flip. So he'll be like, do a street plant. And I'll be like, all right, I, I can do that. You know, so I'll pop into one of those. I kind of want to get it more in control though my my actually the uh i i I felt a whole bunch of times in the last year and every time i'd land on this elbow and it jammed my shoulder so it's it i'm trying to work it back to full yeah um but i kind of want to work into a ho you know what a ho-ho plan is uh i'm gonna sound like an idiot is it when you like no i don't know i'm just gonna say no (laughs) ho-ho plan is you go to you do a street plant and you put put it on and then you put your second hand down so you're oh, doing wow. a handstand with the board oh, on, and then you—that's a hoho. And then you grab, then you, then you. So if you go on a street plan on your right hand, you put it up, and then Andy you keep grab. your left hand, and you grab your indie grab, yeah, and you yeah. come down from it. And guys, you, guys do it on vert ramps and stuff too, but um, I saw that's I, insane. Your your hand, double hand, and the board's up there, and then you grab it and pull you, it. You come back. Yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Andy Mac does them still. Like you, you see, like if you're look, if we want to look one up, it's probably Andy McDonald. That's Hell yeah. yeah. But that's kind of where I want to get back to, like. Can I get into a squat enough and do a ho-ho plant would be like, you know, the dream next level for the street plant thing. But, yeah, I love that. I love, uh, um, you know, the backside boneless is kind of yeah. my favorite. Can't do it. Thing. You can't do it. I mean, I can Come do on. it, but it's like mad slow and like sloppy and like. If you practice, you'd probably do it in it's, 10 minutes. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I maybe, but like Chloe's always trying to get me to try it, but like. That's kind of my, like, knee that is, like, to jump back over. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like – I could probably do it, but it's not going to be, like, comfortable, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't, don't mess that knee up. No, so. no, no. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of why. I can do it the other way, but that way, for whatever reason, jumping back on just feels weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your knee's going this way, so it's going to put pressure exactly. on the ACL, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Or the lack of the ACL. It's going to put it on the bones. It's going to grind that out. It's amazing how steady it is. Like I worked it. I worked the muscle above and below for years and years and years to the point where like it just stopped getting hurt. And it like felt really good. Once I cleaned it out, it was like I felt like it was brand new for a while. But then now it's like I don't really worry about it like um, moving a lot. Now I just worry about the impact, just the choo-choo-choo, you know. Which can hurt, you know. You ever had any gnarly injuries? Skating or not? Well, <laughs> you ever been in a car accident? No, <laughs> no, no. Me I neither, really. Knock yeah, on wood. Yeah, knock wood. I mean, when a t- little kid, a tiny kid, I was in a car accident, but I don't remember it. But yeah, no, nothing major. You know, st- uh, stitches here and there, maybe. And I, I broke my arm actually. The only, the, the only, I guess maybe one funny story is like I was getting back into skating, getting back into shape, and uh, I flew out to California to see. Um, to see a friend, my friend Scott, who was living out in L.A. at the time. And I'm packing up my skateboard again. My wife's like, what What are you doing? You know, like, you're you, you, you're going to skateboard in California? I'm like, yeah, Scott's going to take me to the Glendale Skate Park. And she's just like, you're going to break your arm. Oh, uh, dude, knock on wood. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> so I broke my arm when I was there. She, she called it. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. I was like, I was not in good skateboarding shape. I was just getting back into it. And, and Glendale is a pretty, you know, I mean, it's not a, for L, for California, it's not a crazy park. But yeah. for me, it was a big concrete park. 
yeah, and I fell down and I slapped my arm and ended up just, you know, it was a hairline or something, but it, it, well, it was a full snap, but it was clean. Oh, that's um, good. And it was, yeah, so I broke my arm. Yeah. But that that's probably it, you know, tweak that's my knee That's amazing. For bit. how long have you been skating? Well, you know, I had that many years where I didn't do much, but yeah, since the mid-80s, I guess I started skateboarding. Dude, yeah, that's amazing. Skateboarding's mm-hmm. a dangerous thing, you know? If you yeah. keep it in your life long enough, you're bound to take some L's, but <laughs> that, you, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, no, I've been I've been fortunate, but, you know, you know what I do, the extent of what I do, and I'm, I'm wearing, like, a suit of armor out at, at Edge. I got knee pads on, I got a helmet, and... Smart. You know, for my safe. age, I'm like, whatever will keep me skating more... Um, not certainly not the picture of fashion. So I'm like, I might look like a dork with sweatpants <laughs> on and knee pads, but I'll they be I'll lot, be here next week. They had a lot of pads in Bones Brigade. <laughs> no? they, did, yes. they did, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. okay, <laughs> it's kind of flair, can be in some aspect, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I learned a knee slide. So like, if I'm on a ramp, it's just automatic. So if I don't wear knee pads and I'm on like any kind of yeah, I'll just drop to my knees, and then it's you know. That's it's even good. worse if yeah. I don't have the pads on. But I don't like street skating. I I kind of just wear the helmet, um, like flat ground, yeah, flat pushing ground around and stuff. stuff. Yeah, Uxbridge. I'll probably most of the time, unless I hit that little mini mega. Yeah, no, that makes sense because it's <laughs> low impact and you're not going to be falling on your knees and stuff like that. So, it's because sometimes those pads can hinder you when you bend down and they like get feel kind of annoying and when you're popping ollies and stuff like De- definitely street skating around there. Yeah, it's yeah, so restrictive where you kind of run into each other. Yeah, yeah. it's good to. Uh, street skate without it on for sure yeah um my socks are from chloe and oh, that, really? that's elwood and then that's emma dude oh, nice. she just got me some socks for <laughs> i think she was like christmas or something uh, so uh, she's the, the best chloe yeah, she's my favorite skater yeah. by far just her approach and her attitude and she's like a little savage she doesn't stop she like keeps progressing and learning and like good attitude it's cool man yeah she's delightful uh, her mom is great and yeah she just goes and goes and keeps working at it yeah i'm a big chloe fan too it's been rad watching her figure out lines and like it's cool because now she knows she can film lines like at first it was just basic trick 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 but now she's got enough tricks that she can stretch them out and find these lines which is really fun to film with her she's a beast too i think like a year ago we were at edge and like bob chloe and i had like a battle of the uh uh, fakey big spins. Oh, yeah. Who could land one first? Yeah. And uh, I think Chloe won. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> She's got a mean fakey big spin. She's worked hard on it. She even did it the opposite way on the hip. The really? Hard way. Yeah. The hard so way? She did it the normal way out in front of her, and then she came back and did it, like, over the hip and spinned it and rode her. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. She's been learning like crazy. And now she's focused on all these, the fakey off of stuff. It's like quarter pipe to a to a bank and ollie off the edge land fakie in the bank and right away Ooh. yeah which is fun to film because she's getting like a, you can see the air you know like she's been working on ollies for a while and they're like started really small and now she's getting them to where you can see gaps and like you're like this is sick you know i saw her ollie up something i was like whoa that was yeah i forget where it was but it was a couple of steps like up something it was or maybe it was the box in the little room. Small room. In it. Yeah, yeah. Did she ollied right on top of that. Is that yeah, am yeah, I right yeah. about that? Her and like Elijah just constantly are trying to get all these up those things, and they clip their truck a lot. Yeah. But then they'll get it. They both got it good if they work at it. It's a big ollie. <clears throat> it's a beast for them. Yeah. They're so little, dude. 
I'm always amazed. It's a big ollie for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> when I can get up there. <laughs> Elijah's been killing it. He's been launching off uh, at the edge. You know the bank to wall? The mellow bank and then the wall ride? Oh, yeah. Meets? Yep. He, like, ride into that now. Ooh. Yeah, and he's, like, a little kid. He's, like, nine years old, dude. Little fetus throwing himself out there. It's <laughs> insane, dude. It's so insane. <laughs> I saw Barth do uh, on the uh, the sorry the quarter to wall to you know yep. bank thing. I think he went a front side alley oop two seventy. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good one of those. It is so smooth. He's got a crazy blunt to fakie too. I don't know if you ever seen it. He does a blunt on the quarter pipe, and when he pops out, he like kind of lands in power slide and then pulls it back in. Jeez. Oh, yeah, it's insane. That one always blows my mind. So many styly like riders out there. You know, do you know Josh Brown? Do you remember Josh Brown? He he moved to he's way up in Maine now. Oh, right. he worked at Rad. You, you maybe don't. I probably met him though. I've probably seen probably him. Probably seen him. He's got one of the coolest styles. Um, yeah, like he he does a, f- at, you know, the little wedge at Uxbridge. Yep. That little thing. He, I love those things. He, like no comply, full speed over that thing and not lose like. You and know, go off it? Like, off of it, no comply, full speed. Yeah. Like, he's got all these kind of, like, you know, and just, I don't know, it's just style. You know, yeah. Style, but. No, I, when you said no comply off something, I started remembering Ray Barbie's, like, no complies, like, so good, dude. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah, full speed down the street. Yeah. You know, Dude's a beast. Fake you no comply shove, keep going. Let me see. I'm going to, I'm actually going to pull up. What was the, oh, let me do it, the Pogues, that's what I want to look at. <laughs> P O G U E S the Pogues. Robbie's a big fan. Robbie and Bug, I know they. Oh, they are yeah. nice. Robbie plays like twelve instruments. He can play Does the he? accordion better than I can. It's really, like bastard! And <laughs> He's only been playing like a year. How'd yeah. you meet them? Just through Uxbridge? Uh, through Rad. Yeah. Oh, through Rad. That's right. Yeah, Robbie was. Uh, Robbie and Bug were at, at Rad all the time. That's know? right. Yeah, and worked there too. So. Oh, they did? Yeah. That's awesome. Robbie yeah. Did. And then they've been working on skate parks, like Uxbridge. I think they got another job recently to like build a skate park uh, Robbie was talking about. so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Their, they, their construction is like better than anything I've ever seen. I mean, that Uxbridge part is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that mini mega, it's perfect. Like the angles on where the quarter meets yeah. or, or the hip, the way yeah. he bent the – or they, I shouldn't say, they bent that quarter, uh, that coping around. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, it's it's like masterful. It's, it's like so masterful. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the mini ramp is perfect transitions, and all those quarter pipes are super fun. That other one that's like kind of tight and bigger, he would blast airs on that thing. That was an homage to uh, the um um. Jeez, oh, I I, didn't, I I don't remember. It was another guy named Josh, I think, who passed away. He oh. was at Rad all the time, and he loved the at Rad. There was like a super steep quarter. Yeah. And he loved that thing, and so Robbie and Bug replicated that. With oh, that that's sick! I can barely get up that thing. It terrifies <laughs> it's me. Hard, it's hard. Yeah. It's like so steep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's like a tight quarter pipe. I watch Evan destroy it. He's a training guy. Yeah, he's insane. Um, yeah. When I heard about Tony Hawk, so Tony Hawk was on the Bones Brigade, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. I was. See, it was before me. Mine was the end. You ever watch the end? Birdhouse video, Andrew Reynolds, oh, Keith Kerchart, Willie Santos. Maybe. That's like when I was like paying attention to skate videos. And then like Tony did the nine. I didn't really care so much. I thought it was cool, but I wasn't like caught up in the contest wave <laughs> of like the the 900 or whatever. Got a little crazy. 
but that's the Tony Hawk that I was like psyched on was his vert skating. I miss vert skating. It's still out there, but it's like a lot of big concrete stuff now. But just like a basic vert ramp, just like used to like Bob Burnquist would kill him, Andy Mac. Yeah. Even just all padded up. Channy, do you remember Channy? Uh, used to own Expedition One, which was a sick company. Um, I miss vert skating for sure. I want to go to um. There's a park nearby. I'm trying to go to with a vert ramp. I think it's in New York. Oh yeah. S- Substance. I think they have a vert ramp. So I want to take the Groms and bring maybe bring Evan and have him destroy the vert ramp. Yeah, that's way up there, isn't it? It's like yeah. a good five hours. Or Something like that. So. Might be yeah. right in the city. It's like four, four and a half. Yeah, Rye was the only place that had a that's vert right. ramp that I can remember. Skaters Island had a vert ramp. Did they? Yeah, that was sick. It was crazy to watch. Did you ever skate that vert ramp at Rye? Um, I skated it, but just like... It was huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's dropping like it. Feet, yeah, like dropping it was scary, and I would just pump it and do airs below, way below, you know. Yeah. Fourteen feet is 14. fucking terrifying. Skate light too, so it was yeah. like a sheet of glass, you know. You, yeah. You needed kind of some soft wheels. Skaters there. Island, I think, was like proper twelve feet. It wasn't like fourteen. Yeah, the twelve, the fourteen foot with like two feet of vert on that thing. It's oh. too gnarly. There's like a limit. <laughs> There's a limit, dude, for me. The mega jump stuff I would never do. It's too terrifying. Yeah, same. Same. They like launch and do 540s to grinds and slides. It's like unrelatable. It's amazing to watch, but it's too much for Did me. Did you skate any vert? So you, you know, I know you Not really. No. I could do like rock to fakies and 50 50 stalls and like, but I never like fully got into it. I just miss like seeing it and watching it. Like I used to like really wa- like watching people skate vert ramps yes. the video aspects of it i love vert ramp part sick same here yeah, yeah. yep tony hawk did a lot of those with like hawk bucky did. lassick too like did tons of that yeah and bob burnquist probably my favorite too that was all bones bones brigade was really heavy on the vert ramps. a lot of stuff. spine ramps too right a lot of spine ramps Verts and spine a ramps. lot of vert and that's when like mike mcgill invented the uh, mctwist yeah um, that's like, right i was still like I remember when that was invented. Like that's McGill how, has a skate shop, right? I Mike th- McGill skate shop. I think he still has one out in Cali for a long time. Yeah, now. in Cali, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he and Cab still, I think, hang out. Um, so, yeah, the vert. I, I miss the vert too. It's kind of like, it's it's hard because you got to have a vert ramp. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, <laughs> totally. And, and we barely had ramps when I was growing up, and you'd see this. You're like, where do you find these ramps? I actually went. I went out to when I was in high school. I went out to. Uh, Santa Cruz, um, like in the in the summer for a week, and we drove to Raging Waters, which I had seen like in Transworld. It was this mega like um, vert ramp that, that was like a big U. Oh, no. Right? And I and so we drove like an hour and a half. I'm like, let's go to Raging Waters. It was like a water park, and then this super mega. Vert ramp. They so had a skate park at a water park. At a water park. Wow. Yeah, it's called Raging Waters, and and it was in like all you know in the mags and stuff. So uh, I'm like, can we drive there? We're like an hour and a half from it, and they're like, yeah, we'll go. So we get there, they had taken it down. Oh bummer. It was kind of like we just Bullshit. drove all the air. And, <laughs> oh god, it's so, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. So I bought a T-shirt. So I had a Raging Waters <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah, but I never saw the never saw the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go on the Raging Waters at least? <laughs> just got the shirt? No, I think I just got the shirt. Uh, I don't think we hit the water park. <laughs> I think we bailed. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Vert ramps are hard to come by, dude. Definitely. Yeah. That's what was cool about Skaters Island. There was a vert ramp, and there were these two brothers. They were like, uh, I can't remember their names, but they were both amazing at vert skating. They were young, short, 
condensed, like, and could do the biggest airs ever. And one of them almost did a 900 before Tony Hawk did a 900. What? On that ramp. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember their names. I'm not going to remember. They called them, like, the Flying Blah 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 Brothers. God, I can't remember their last <laughs> name. But they destroyed it. And Crazy Horse used to work at um, Skater Island, and he was a vert skater. It was crazy watching him do stuff. Vert skating was, like, it was like kind of unrelatable but amazing to watch. I was just more of a street skater. Yeah. Training scares me above six feet. Six feet's my limit. That's my zone. <laughs> Anything below six feet. After that, I, it's too scary. Yeah. That's why I never really rocked pads because I was more of a street skater. If any pad I should have wore was a helmet because <laughs> I split my head open a few times and had staples. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, But I just like it, – it only happened a couple times, and I – got better and i don't really fall on my head too much anymore that's good that one's kind of a tough one i deal with because there's like a lot of young dudes that charge and they hit their head and i'm like talking to him like it's a trade-off you know i get that you like want to just charge on this big concrete and do crazy airs but like if you keep if you get hurt and hit your head a lot it's like becomes a problem you know so yeah it's a trade-off definitely gets scary you know like what's gonna happen in the long term you know yeah you see ct and and uh like you know all the all the bikers like how many bikers you know dude the see? amount of damage bikers take is fucking unbelievable dude you think skateboarding's bad you watch the bikers they take they don't might not take as many falls as us but when they do take a fall yeah it's heavy yeah 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 i've seen a lot of bikers just fucking glassy eyed drooling like they took a slam and hit their head really hard you're like oh dude Take some time off. Yeah. Lots. Let that thing heal. Yeah. yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. yeah. So I was fortunate in the sense that, like, I had staples maybe two times, I think. And then was it, I, Did you just cut it open or did you get a concussion or both? Uh, a little bit of both. A little both. Yeah. But I, like, you don't even realize you have a concussion when you're the age I am. And, and then I just probably kept going and then I got sick or something. And then you realize you got to take more time off or whatever, you know. But definitely just... And then I haven't really had too much of that. And then, like, some staples and then the knee thing. Broke a toe that lasted a long time, like six years of just dealing with a broken toe. Ooh, really? Yeah, probably should have got a pin, but but, <laughs> but. <laughs> didn't want to stop, so we just fixed that toe. <laughs> Eventually got it manageable where it works now, and it's, like, doesn't get hurt. But for a long time, it would be, like, take a lot of impact in the knuckle. It was, like, the knuckle of the toe. So every time he would take a lot of impact, it would, like, move around because it would just be fractured or something. Yeah, dude. Got to be tough. Got to be tough. You got to be tough. (laughs) Power through. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good now, though, which is amazing. Like, I've been really good about my body, trying to eat better, stretching, taking my time, mending the injuries I did have from just years of going at it, you know? It's a trade-off, but... The only thing that bums me out now is the knee, but it's like really I'm almost 40. I shouldn't be skiing 12-star handrails. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe not. Like leave that to other people. I already did that. <laughs> yeah, you have done it, so you yeah. had that. Yeah, right. So it's like my skating's been pretty good. Just depends on the day. It's still like uh, arthritis. You just deal with that. You notice that? It's funny. Like some of my best homies, like days you're like, I can't do one single trick, and then, like, two days later, you can land everything. Oh, definitely. It's like, I swear it's the weather, dude. Sometimes you feel, like, super stiff, and other days you're like, I can do anything on my board. 
I don't know if you ever noticed that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah there's definitely a rhythm to it. Sometimes it's like it's just not happening. Yeah. And, uh, I've retired in my mind like 50,000 times. <laughs> like, oh, I can't do anything. What am I doing out here, dude? And then, like, you go out, like, two days later, you're like, well, I can fucking pop my board again, and I'm landing these tricks? Like, yeah. It's insane. It's such a mental battle. <laughs> yeah. It's um, part of skating that's torturous. <laughs> it's insane, man. Yeah, you can't overthink it, you know. It's, is it still fun? Then let's just keep going, and maybe tomorrow you land everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've been better about it. I just, like, if it's not working, it's not working. Just accept it. When I was younger, I'd try to fight it all the time. That was another thing I would do, too, is I'd fight my style on certain tricks. Like, certain tricks just weren't, like, natural for me, and I but I wanted to do those tricks so bad that I, like, kind of forced it in there, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I'd get hurt a lot, too, is, like, trying to do stuff, like, and then you learn, or I learned as I was older, I was like, no, just kind of go with what your body naturally likes, you know? Don't fight your style. That was something I learned a lot. That's good advice. Yeah. It's how it helped me, because, like, for a long time, I was just, like, so stubborn. Because you want to learn every trick, you know? Yeah. It's like sometimes you, you're you just kind of fighting the way your mechanics work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Like, I, I, I can, yeah, I, I sometimes try, like, you know, I'm clearly not good at, like, flip tricks or, like, shove its things like that. But I kind of chip away at them in my garage to kind of get a little bit better. Yeah. But then I, like, I gravitate towards the bonelesses and, the you know, the things like that. And, and um, like, it's kind of this duel, like, ah, I'm only going to get so good over here. But I kind of keep working at it. Maybe yeah. add a little bit of that to here and, and evolve. But, yeah, my go-to is, you, you know. Yeah. You know, this style right and of, of what i do so it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna stay in that that lane some days and be like oh but i could do a no comply kind of thing and nobody's doing it like that right now maybe i could do that i don't know where i'm going with this yeah yeah no i know i know what you mean though i'm like that too i have certain things that i just lean into that are not more natural and feel good i definitely used to fight it more when i was younger and it's just because you want to do every trick you know yeah. You want to you see it and you're like that dude rips, that looked sick, but they're just built different. That trick comes easier, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's like, okay, take what you can get. <laughs> well, what what is your is your like uh like um like one of the things my son said to me once is like you quit too early. You know, you need to you need to keep working at it. Yeah. Um and I think Bob Rucci's like that, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna get it, right? He's gonna power on that through on the trick for an hour till he gets it and he does get it. Yeah. Um, I give up a little bit easier, I think, than everybody else. And I'm like, do you, what about you? Like when you were younger and you wanted to land a trick, would you, would you spend three hours on it or would you do a little bit, kind of come back? Like how'd your brain process to get that difficult trick? What yeah. was your methodology? Kind of a little mixture of both. Nowadays, mostly I'll like, so the way I describe it now to say like Chloe or someone who's trying a trick and they're like in it, I'm like, well, right now, just keep going because you've gotten this far, and the more tries you get, the more experience you'll get, and that'll make it better and easy. You're get, you're getting closer to the trick because you're trying it. I know you haven't landed it and it's been an hour and you want to give up, but you've made it this far, and this is already a win because now you're closer to landing it because you put that session in. You might not land it, but you put it in. So that's been my mentality, but I was more abusive with my skating when I was younger. I'm just hours focused on things, and I would find tricks I loved, like a Nolly Crook, and I Nolly Crooked everything all day, every, all day, like music. You find an album you love, like this thing's so on. So you'd lock rotating. it in until you had it. Like, yeah, yeah, because I had tricks I wanted to do on street spots, because to me, skateboarding, being a pro at 
when I was coming up was about your video part. I still kind of feel like it is. Because that's something where you go out into the streets and you don't, you're not just at a park, but you're, you're intentionally aiming at a trick or a line at a certain spot because of the aesthetics or because the trick it works with the spot or whatever. Like it's your vision of what a, you build a video part and it's your you find a song that complements your skating or you like and like you see your little craft you're working on. So I was always doing that. So I'd find tricks that I wanted to do and then I'd be like, I want to do it on this type of spot or that spot. And then I would just make sure I was super sharp with those tricks until I'd like get it on video the one the one I wanted to get on video because sometimes you don't land it the way you want but and then until you get it and then you move on to like another trick or another line or and then sometimes it would just be spontaneous you just go the spot tells you what trick to do you know mm-hmm. but I always obsessed over certain tricks but I chip away at shit like it's hard to say that like fight I used to think f- I would like like certain tricks were fighting my style like a frontside flip was hard for me but eventually I like got it down to where I could do it for an hour straight like i would just frontside flip for an hour straight because it would feel good and nobody was skating it was just me at the park i'm like i'm just gonna do this you know but at first i had to like really change my style to make a frontside flip work because it's hard you know it's like learning how to flick with your ankle like i don't know you said you don't do many flip tricks but when you're first learning to flick it's like feels unnatural and crazy and once you get a couple flicks like i've been watching chloe recently she was getting her flick with no wheels or trucks on just a deck and that was helping her learn how to flick her ankle because mm. there she was able to just pop it and learn the mechanics and she started getting it down and i'm like now you have to focus with the trucks and wheels on because you're gonna have to get the pop then the flick so um yeah i don't know where i was going with that but no that's it that's helpful yeah and to, <clears throat> like it, at your age now when you want to learn a trick do you just power through for an hour or do you kind of do no. it and then walk away come back and so nowadays it's like um <clears throat> i don't i don't really have a trick i want to learn but i find tricks when i warm up and i'm feeling good on my board and i'm hitting things and stuff i'll just find something new or a new approach or it'll just lead like it'll i'll find them they're out there and i'm like oh that was different that was new i don't really even try to learn new tricks anymore they just happen if I'm having a good time and I'm like skating with good people and I've like feel good on my board. I'll just be stumbling into something new, and that's always a great day. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> when you get something new, you're like, oh, yeah, that was sick. The best feeling. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I want to go back and do old stuff again too. You know, because it's fun as hell. But <laughs> yeah, sick. Um, I don't know. We cover it. Anything else? I think we've hit just about everything, right? Before we before we go, though, I asked a lot of people, so I'm going to ask you, do you have a top three favorite movie? Top three favorite movie? Yeah, no rush. Take your time. <laughs> see if you can come up with top three. I have my top three, and I always pressure people about their top three. Sure. I, I have a favorite movie. It's, maybe it's silly, but it's maybe like I go back to this movie every six months just because it's fun and I have a good time, and it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, Indiana Jones. Right? Yeah, Indiana wow. Jones. I just I always kind of – The original one, right? The, the first few, one. Yeah. Yep. And maybe it's because I remember seeing it in the movie theaters, you know, when I was a kid. I was like 10 years old. What's the actor's name? Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Dreamy. Yeah. He's yeah. a dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. He's a legend, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, he I just like always enjoy that movie, I think. So 
I know it's not highbrow or it's not a like a. Feel, no, that's a solid it's one. It's just fun. Yeah. It has that feel to it that I like. It's not in my top three, but I like the Goonies because there's like a feeling in the genre, and that seems like that movie too has that. Absolutely right. That's spot on. I love the Goonies for the same reason. I'll watch the Goonies when I'm like, I want this mood, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get in that mood. So boy. I'm gonna watch Indiana Jones again now. It's been a long time. <laughs> I just but remember the scene where there's like he's trying to move the I don't, jewel or whatever with like the. Yeah, and you like the weight thing. <laughs> it's such a good scene. That first scene is like probably the greatest. Is that the first scene? That's the first scene. All right, I gotta go back and watch the it. The greatest scene. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so much fun. So that's one. Indiana Jones is a good one. Oof. Yeah. What after that? Yeah. What a top three. Jeez. Uh, okay, I'll buy you sometime. Eyes. Yeah. Force Gump. Oh. People on the podcast have heard this, but. And your top three doesn't have to be your top three forever. You can change it. Like, we'll do another podcast, and you might, <laughs> you might have watched another movie by then. But Tom Hanks, for obvious reasons, yeah. he knew what love was. So yeah, that's you can't a, argue that. That's a great film, too. They thought he was stupid, but he knew what love was. <laughs> <laughs> that one is a great film, dude. Uh, yeah, what's your third while I take another sip? Okay, so it's one is Sword in the Stone. I don't think I've seen that. It's an animation from Disney, and it's a mm. King Arthur story. Mm. Um, it's when he was like a 10-year-old little boy, and then Merlin finds him and teaches him about the world by turning him into different um, animals. Mm. Turns him into a fish, a little guppy fish, and puts him in a pond, and he learns about the predator predator-prey relationship because his other big fish tries to kill him and all that stuff. Turns him into a squirrel to learn about love because he's a boy squirrel and a girl squirrel like <laughs> falls in love with him and then he has to break her heart. Um, fair play because there are two wizards at the end and they battle it out and the one wizard cheats and it's like... <clears throat> but it's like a great story, you know? It's all about King Arthur and Merlin teaches him to be the king, pull out the sword huh. and the stone and like... But it's all drawn out. You appreciate it. It's all animation. The original, it's got to be 1970 or 60. I don't, I don't know the date on it, but it's oh, an really? older one. Yeah, Disney, oh. beginning of Disney, whenever that is. How have I not seen that? Sword in the Stone, it's so good, dude. Wow. wow. There's a scene where like Merlin makes, he ha- uh, they call him Wart, but it's uh, King Arthur. He has to do all the chores in the castle, and Merlin does his magic, and all the shit's dancing around and washing itself, and then they sneak off to learn about the world, and like take him on an adventure so he's not doing chores but he's actually just learning about you know predator prey or whatever the lesson was such a good movie dude oh sword in the stone the original one i'm on on it so that's two i got two but i've had a lot more time to think about it oh boy yeah beyond jeez feel uh i'm not i'm not good on the spot is it because biggie's staring you down right now (laughs) biggie smalls is just grilling you right now that's, gang, gang. <laughs> that's the great man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling intimidated. Like, dude, how do you not know what your second favorite movie is? That's why Notorious. I, feel <laughs> I bought that blanket a long time ago. I think out in California. So great. Yeah, I just recently hang these up to absorb, like, kind of like block out some of the sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to throw something out there. Oh, what am I gonna do? Well, I, I could go the uh, the the easy route and say something like maybe, uh, you know. The Godfather, but uh, I think that's that's too, too cliche for you. Probably like too. I made my son watch it like six months ago. And he was a little like, eh, you know. it's a sick movie. I love it's The Godfather. It's a good movie. I mean, it's uh, it, you know, it's it's not like the action of today, but there's so many legends in that. Yeah, it's so well done. The filming, the whole feel of it. Yeah, it's really good. So good. We'll put it in there for now. All right, we'll unless put that you, in there too. You I, can always adjust it later on or next pod. 
think where else I would go for like, you know. Be, so if we're gonna sum up your three, it'd be Sword in the St- uh, not Sword in the Stone, uh, Godfather, <laughs> and what was the first one? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> so that if that's where we're looking at the three, that's the two in there. Then there's room for one more. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I'd say definitely Raiders is the most fun. The Godfather probably appreciated it and watched it the most times of any any movie. Um, and then after that, what would it be? And I'm, t- I'm uh, Forrest Gump and Sword in the Stone for sure. And I recently took out my third one and replaced it. My third one used to be Finding Nemo because huh. – it's a epic story about the father and the son get separated and he goes across the whole ocean and embattles sharks and jellyfish and all this stuff. And that's pretty just like a sick story, you know? Yeah. But that got bumped by um, Tombstone. Uh, you ever oh, seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, good. Uh, about a hundred times. Dude, yes. fucking amazing. Great man. movie. I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Doc <laughs> dude, the best in that whole movie, man. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's funny you said Finding New Milk because that movie literally popped into my head. That's a classic, dude. That. I think I'm going to pick one, though, that that it's the movie maybe because I've gone back to, and I don't know that, like, I rewatched it recently, but it was didn't feel as great as I remember, but I love the story, or I love the, the message or the the challenge there, it's Blade Runner. Did you ever oh, watch yeah, Blade yeah. Runner? I fall asleep to Blade Runner all the time. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just something about the you know uh, I read you know the uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, the book behind it, and and just that kind of idea is like you know our you know our you know sentient beings, you know our robot sentient beings. And yeah. Did you see the new Blade Runner twenty forty nine? No. No. It, I should. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I went to the movie theater twice to see it in the movie what? theater. It's so good. Like they really maintain what was great about the the original, the yeah. original, and but they've got today's special effects and yeah, that's probably crazy. It's so good and it's yeah, and you got to play it really loud because it's got a lot of dissonant noise. Yep. It's like your lady will be like, "What is that horrible sound?" But it just goes with the movie. So yeah. I'm gonna go with that because that one always got, has me thinking. I'll say Blade Runner. Yeah, right that's there. a solid. Yeah. So Blade Runner, Godfather, Godfather, Raiders, and Raiders. Yeah, yeah that's a fun. solid. That's a solid top three on the spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's tough. I'm not good on the spot, Evan. Well, just just now that you got something sculpted out, now you can like you'll you'll come across more movies, and you might want to move something Ooh. around or whatever, but. It's good to know, you know, you're caught up, you know where you're at, where your top three might be. (laughs) Yeah. Tombstone, Forrest Gump, and Sword in the Stone. Nice. Solid. Solid podcast. I'm going to go watch Sword in the Stone since one of those three I haven't seen. Yeah, please. Yeah, give me feedback. I loved it, dude. Thanks for coming on the pod, too. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. Yeah, dude. We'll do it again. Hell yeah. And I'm looking forward to the next session, my dudes. Yes. I'm Anthony Shetler, and this is the All I Need Skate Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please let us know by subscribing, liking, and sharing an episode. Check out allineedskate.com for epic skate videos of the crew, our skateboards, and apparel.